0: The following is another Klutz sports presentation. Kick APR Sports presents high school football. Here comes
1: second down. Pocock is still a quarterback. One man in motion. Left to right is fruiling, and they hand it off to the tailback. And that's Urbanic. He's got some running room inside the 30. Urbanic, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Touchdown, Carney. And that is Urbanic taking it in all the way.
0: This afternoon, the Carney Bearcats travel to the capital city to battle the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Kids Sports Club.
1: Hogan, okay. shotgun, back to pass, fires the fade, far side, he's got a man! Inside the five, finding it away, into the end zone, second touchdown tonight, Jared Swalley. This time offensively, he got the pick six earlier, and Jared Swalley hauls it in, and Carney is up top. Twenty-seven to
0: nothing. Both teams opened with rivalry games last week, with Southwest edging Southeast and Carney High falling to Grand Island. The Cats will look to even their record heading into their Labor Day weekend. It's the Silver Hawks and Bearcats coming up next. But for the New Texe pregame show, we'll join Classic Sports Theater Doug to from Seacrest Field, in Lincoln. Right after this word from New Texe.
3: And good afternoon, everyone, from the newly renovated Seacrest Field in Lincoln. It is Friday afternoon football to start week two of the high school season. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here from Seacrest as the Cardi Bearcats try to even their record against Low Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks. So this is the New Tech Seed pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Starker, a New Tech Seed dealer near you. As we said in the open, both teams coming off rivalry games last week. Lincoln Southeast was able to, uh, or excuse me, Southwest was able to scratch out the three point win over Southeast, while Kearney High kept it close but fell to Grand Island 20 12. And we're glad to have you along with us. Our second game today will be back at Elm Creek as the Buffaloes take on Perkins County tonight at 7.30. We've also got Kearney Catholic and Ogallala at 7 o'clock on ESPN 1460, Adams Central Sydney on ESPN 1550 at 7 o'clock, and Scottsbluff and Hastings High. Seven o'clock on twelve thirty KHAS. All games are also available online at Plat dot com. That's platriverpreps.com. dot com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit today. Brandon, it's hot, it's windy. Both could affect the game, and good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Doug. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. This is one of those oven games where you come in and it's going to be hot. There is a little bit of cloud cover and the emphasis on a little bit. Uh, There is not a great deal, but every now and then you do get that shade from the sun. The wind is streaming out of the south-southeast at about 20 miles an hour, gusting as high as 35 they actually had to do a little work on the goalposts earlier because of the effect that the wind was having on the north side. So it's going to be a little bit of an oven here until the sun goes down. And, unfortunately, with a 4.30 kick, there's not going to be a whole lot of sun going down. So... It's going to be a warm one. Hydration is going to be important. We're going to see a lot of cramping. We didn't see a lot of cramping last week at Ron and Carroll Cope Stadium at Foster Field, game one for Carney High. We might see some more cramping here because we're playing a mid-afternoon game, as you said, and the
3: sun is in full force. We're going to see how that affects the players on the field. There was about three kids that it, it, that it knocked out, and Coach Ku will talk about that here in our pregame interview, which he says is unusual for us. And so in, in one week they try to do the right thing and, and feed them there's so many things now that you can take supplements to straight water, to the salt, to all that. So they're going to try and get the right combination this week. But uh, there are some things that both teams need to get better at this week, Brandon, if they're going to win the game. One of the big things that
4: Carney High is really going to have to look at is establishing that run game. Last year, excuse me, last week, they had 22 carries, seven yards rushing. You're not going to win a whole lot of ballgames no matter who you are, and especially with Carney High who has built their entire offense around a run game, seven yards rushing is just not going to do it. On the other hand, a key to victory for Lincoln Southwest is going to be how many big plays they give up. Last week versus Lincoln Southeast, they only gave up two touchdowns, but both of those were big plays. An 84-yard kickoff return for a touchdown and a 54-yard pass play. So, in fact, Lincoln Southeast actually had more kickoff return yards last week than they did rushing yards. So can Lincoln Southwest close down that big play? We'll see about that once kickoff happens.
3: We will hear from the coaches coming up momentarily at beautiful Seacrest Field. Mark King and Brandon cool they've both been at their schools for a long time. Of course, King was at Northeast before Southwest opened, and he's been there only high school head football coach. We'll hear from the coaches right after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show.
5: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together, we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silvers, South 2nd Avenue in Carney.
3: Campus today. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. People all over the place. <laughs> yep.
6: Well, I'm ready to roll when you're ready to roll, buddy.
3: All right. Here we go. Uh, three, two, one. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Afternoon football, a warm one here at Seacrest Field as Carney High gets ready to take on Lincoln Southwest. They've developed a... Pretty good rivalry over the years with both teams uh, showing some great athleticism and sending some guys just across town over to the Huskers. Longtime coach Mark King joins us off a season-opening win last week. And, Coach, always great to catch up with you. you got to be feeling pretty good about being off to a 1-0 start. How are you?
6: Well, you know, it's always better to win. There's no doubt about it. So 1-0 is better than 0-1. But, uh, uh, you know, Coach Cool does such a good job with those Carney guys. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure 0-1-1 uh, is motivating them pretty good. But uh, I'm doing good, Doug. How are you?
3: Well, great. The football season's underway, and uh, it's always great to be down here at Seacrest. Of course, a couple of things. You got to play on Seacrest last week. They've made some changes. Did that affect in any way the way you prepared for the football game?
6: No, it really doesn't change much. It's just a little bit nicer. We've got uh, – now we've got play clocks in both end zones and – and in the locker room, you've got uh, uh, clocks something just, just like they do out at uh, uh, your football field out there.
3: Mark, what about the afternoon games? We know how it is for the out-of-towners. Uh, it's basically the day off and come in and play some football. Does that change uh, your preparations when you have to play the 4.30 game either on a Thursday or a Friday?
6: No, I don't think it really changes preparation at all. It's just, uh, you know, game day is just an unusual deal. Actually, I like it better. Uh, you know, the atmosphere is not quite as nice, and we played in front of about 7,000 people last Friday, and that was a lot of fun. And, and you know, the 4.30 game just cut into to your crowds and, and uh, some of that atmosphere. But as far as preparation, it really doesn't make a lot of difference. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure the kids are like the coaches are. You know, I'd much rather have play earlier in the day, you know, because that, that time period that you have all day long waiting for a ball game sometimes gets to be long and drawn out.
3: Mark King, head football coach, Lincoln Southwest, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, how would you, after watching the film and getting ready for this week, uh, grade your team and their performance against Southeast?
6: Well, I thought effort uh, was really good. Um, Technically, it was really bad. (laughs) We've got a long ways to go. But, you know, as I'm watching Carney, I thought, you know, both teams were, you know, really, really similar. I thought, uh, uh, you know, neither one of us played you know, I'm sure when you're breaking film down at Kearney or breaking film down South Southwest, there's just a lot of execution problems that you get into. And, you know, in this day and age, when you don't have two days anymore, you know, you have 15 practices before that first football game. And, you know, you got to get all your special teams in. you got to get all your everything in. And it's just going to be sloppy. And, uh, you know, Grand Island beat Kearney last week, but I know they had, you know, watching their film, they had, you know, breakdown just like everybody else did. So, you know, there'll be a little bit of a change this week. You find that that second week, though, there's not a dramatic change because a lot of your young kids, it's the first time they've had to make game plan changes. Uh, so that's a little bit differently different for them. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure things will be a little bit better for both uh, football teams as far as execution goes. Uh, but there won't be drastic differences, I don't think.
3: Mark, both Carney and yourself were depleted at the offensive line and and, and a little bit on the defensive line as well. Yet, you guys did okay in the running game last week. uh, Statistics-wise, how would you grade out your O-line?
6: Got a long ways to go. Um, They're going to get there. I mean, we're going to be fine uh, on the offensive line. I hope it's this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they're they're just young guys, and that communication and that working together uh, you know, takes a big change. And, and, you know, I mean, something as simple as, you know, you work in even fronts and somebody throws an odd front end on you and they haven't done it before. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to take a while. Uh, I hope, Like I say, I hope it happens this Friday, but uh, we'll see. We'll be fine eventually. I uh, just hope it's sooner than later.
3: Mark King with us for a couple minutes here on the pregame show as Southwest gets ready to take on Carney. I'm sure every interview has to have the obligatory Nick Lenner's question. Uh, he had a nice week for you last week, headed to Kansas State. You've had your share of kids that have went on and played D1 football. How does he stack up with those?
6: Just same, same, uh, same vein. You know, he's a guy that's going to be successful uh, in in, in college football just because, you know, he's got the God given something, you know, whether it's speed or size or whatever it may be. And and he's a big, fast kid uh, that that you can't coach and and you can't teach. It's just God gave him that. Uh, But then he's got the work ethic. You know, he understands how hard he's got to work Monday through Thursday. And if you watch Nick's been a lot of fun. Sometimes you can tell guys are most of the time you can tell if a guy's a division 1 guy when they're a freshman. And and Nick was maybe may he had a chance to do that but he had to do some work and and every year he just got better because of how hard he works and now he's he's a legitimate good good football player. So, uh you know, you can consistently count on Nick.
3: You talked about having to tweak some things or even make some changes. What about your quarterback in Bo Ells, and uh, are you going to go with him the whole way or do you want to platoon again uh, today?
6: Well, we may not even platoon today. We may play Graham Garvin uh, more than Bo. Um, Bo gives us some stuff on defense uh, as a free safety. Uh, He's a He's really, really good at, at safety for us. He's, he's a great quarterback on the defensive side of the ball, uh, getting everybody lined up, and, and that's big. And, and we don't have much of a drop-off or any drop-off if uh, uh, Graham uh, is playing quarterback for us. So uh, we're really looking at playing Graham more quarterback and Bo uh, more free safety. And, and uh, But Bo's good enough to, uh, you know, if we need a spark or whatever it may be, to come back in and play quarterback at any time.
3: And, of course, uh Little story about Coach Ells Ross coming over and being part of your staff. And that's no shock to the folks in our area because he was at Hastings College. So he's not brand new. What is, what does he bring to the table and how is that meshing?
6: He's a good coach. Uh, you know, and good coaches bring enthusiasm. Uh, they bring work ethic. They bring uh, the ability to communicate well uh, with kids. And uh, you know he, he's coming from college, but she those kids are are still 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and our kids are just a little bit younger. Um, so he does a he, he just does a real good job of coaching, and uh, uh, you know he doesn't he does a great job of of not bringing you know the ego with him. You know it's not like I'm a big timer. I'm coming down here to high school football. It is coach, whatever you need me to do, you know absolutely I will. You know, I'll go carry the dummies out, and I'll pick up the jerseys after practice, and and so he's just, uh, you know what, he's a he's a Nebraska kid. You know, he's a Lincoln, Nebraska guy that's grown up coaching, and uh, uh, he'll he'll be back at at uh, the college level again someday, and and but you know what, right now we're awful happy to
3: have him because he's really helping helping us out quite a bit. Silver Hawk coach Mark King, wrap it up with this. You gave us a little of your thought on Kearney. Uh they didn't do much running the ball, but again their special team seemed to be strong and their their brand new quarterback and Waller had a decent game. Well, what concerns you going into this one?
6: Uh I think their quarterback play number one. Um he's kind of a typical Carney guy, you know, uh kind of dual threat guy. He, he's able to run and, and sometimes in the past when we've had a problem. Defensively against Kearney is when the quarterback is has hurt us uh, on the ground. So that's something that we're awfully concerned about. And and uh, our, you know our secondary I, again I talked about ball playing, tree safety. Uh, you know our secondary needs to be sharp because they they always throw the ball well. Coach School does a great job of coaching that, and and uh, they do a great job of coaching the quarterback run too. So and they just force you to be disciplined. I mean you've got to tackle well against Carney because uh, they're going to spread you. Both ways, they're going to spread you across the field, and they're going to spread you north and south. And uh, that's just a sign of a, a well-coached offense, and they are. There's a reason wants won so many ballgames over the years.
3: Mark King, head coach, Lincoln Southwest. Best of luck, uh, Coach. It's always great to chat with you, and uh, we look forward to a good one.
6: You bet, Coach Newton. Nice talking to you.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Mark King, we'll be back Bye. with more on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Brandon Cool of the Bearcats right after this. New Tech Seed pregame show continues here from Seacrest Field in Lincoln as it's week two for the Carney Bearcats against Lincoln Southwest. Always had some pretty good ball games, and as we said with Coach King, uh, plenty of talent that has went on to play college football at a variety of levels. Brandon Cool, the head coach of the Bearcats, joining us here, and he's got some more kids that are going to be doing that in the next year or two. But we're concerned about uh, week two, Coach. Uh, uh, as I said uh, earlier in the week, sometimes you have one feeling when you walk off the field, and you have a different feeling after you watch the film. Was your feeling the same on Saturday, or did it change after you saw the film?
8: Well, there's uh, kind of uh, twofold from the standpoint of uh, the Friday night. We had opportunities that uh, we didn't uh, didn't make, and I thought Grandal did a good job of controlling the ball away from us in the second half. And so we, we had opportunities to win that football game, and so it was pretty disappointing on Friday night. And then you come back and watch the film on Saturday and everything that we asked our kids to do. That's their ability. It's one of those things where we got back to the practice field. Hopefully we've made some uh, adjustments from a technique standpoint, just to take on the trap or open field tackling and just the little things uh, that are going to make this uh, football team uh, greatly improved as the season goes on.
3: It seemed to me, and you can correct me here, Brandon, as coaches will, will do because they get to see more than than we do just watching the game. But the game really kind of played out a lot like a lot of people thought. Grant Allen maybe the slight favorite because they had more players back. You kept it low scoring and had a chance in the fourth quarter. So from that standpoint, except for winning the game, did the game kind of go like you thought it would?
8: Yeah, With one exception, uh, I thought we'd be able to run the football a little bit better than we did. Uh, when Noah went out in the middle of the third quarter, uh, uh, we're kind of banged up at IBAC right now, and so we had to move a receiver in there just to uh, get through the rest of the game. And so it was basically it became the Jake Waller show, and I don't know if that's our quite our forte. Jake did a tremendous job of throwing the football. Don't get me wrong there because we're going to continue to do that with him. But uh, you're going to have to mix it up with the run and the pass in order for us to survive, so. Um, you know exactly right. I thought it'd be down to the to the uh, last play of the game, and we were within striking distance of eight points. And so back and forth, uh, like I said earlier, I just thought they controlled the ball a little bit better in the second half than what we did, and that's due to us being ine- inefficient in, in the run game.
3: Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats, with us. Uh, you got a good guy, Noah Urbanic. We said that the line was inexperienced on both sides. How do you fix a run game? People are going to want it fixed in one week, but uh, how do you fix what were the problems that you saw?
8: Well, the key is uh, we got to be a little bit more physical up front. And credit Grand Island. I mean, they, they had a couple of D tackles that started form a year ago, and then they had a couple of defensive ends that I thought did a tremendous job of getting a vertical push on uh, on our strong side. And so for us to get back to the drawing board, Uh, We're going to have to uh, be a little bit more of what we call smoke and mirrors, where we're going to have to uh, look like we're doing one thing and come back and do another. And so uh, for us to be successful, we're going to have to get back to double-teaming guys. We're going to have to go two-on-one and see if we can't win that battle and and get a vertical push uh, so we can get uh, uh, our offense at uh, third and three or third and two. And so if that adds a fullback or adds a little bit more jet motion, we're going to have to do some little things to kind of keep the defenses off balance.
3: And there were some positives for week one, as you said, and one of those was quarterback Jake Waller. Uh, talk about what you saw from him. We knew he had the talent, but he stepped up and did pretty much what he needed to.
8: Oh, We, we expect that out of Jake uh, week in and week out. Uh, what a tremendous leader, and he played a tremendous football game. He was able to put the ball in certain spots where guys could catch it. Uh, we get a couple more scene passes in there that we had open. Uh, I know Jake would like to have a couple of those throws back and we get another first down. We might have had an opportunity to score maybe one, hopefully two more times. So uh, we like where we're at there. Uh, uh, we're not going to uh, – hopefully we'll, we got to do a better job of stretching the field a little bit because we're not going to outrun anybody from from the receiver standpoint. But uh, if Jake can continue to put the ball where he needs to be at and our receivers can continue to catch it, uh, we'll be able to move the chains here throughout the season.
3: And another positive was Alex Harris. He had both touchdowns, one offensively, one defensively. And you talked last week that it's going to be more about more than him making big plays because he brings so many other things. But that's quite the start for him.
8: Yeah, Alex playing both ways for us at receiver and defensive back, played for us at weak safety spot. You know, him scoring those two touchdowns and then having to return in the kickoff return and punt return game where I thought our special teams were fantastic for the first night out. I thought we got great yardage special team-wide, and I thought our coverage teams were really, really good. Um, that's going to have to be a staple in, in, in our football program in order for us to win here throughout the rest of the season. But uh, like you said, I thought Alex did a great job. Uh, he was open a couple times, and, and Jake was able to get into football. So uh, we expect uh, that to continue uh, the rest of the football season.
3: Brandon Cool with us for another couple minutes on the new Tech C pregame show, getting ready for Lincoln Southwest. Uh, we talked quarterback, wide receiver. I thought the special teams, as usual, was pretty darn good for you. Was there anything we missed that, uh, that you liked going into week two?
8: Well, there's some times uh, on Friday night where I looked out there defensively, but we're kind of still talking to Jake Waller on the sideline and figuring some things out. And I looked out there, and we had uh, seven juniors uh, playing, uh, at one time on defense, and I, I, that's never happened here at Kearney High School. We've never played that many juniors in, in key situations. And so, the growing pains that we had, we got to kind of minimize our mistakes. We got to do a better job of open field tackling. We got to be a little bit more physical up front and, and get better play out of our inside linebackers. And uh, we think as the season goes on defensively, we can make some big, big improvements. So, uh, overall, we're just uh, Uh, Hoping to see that improvement from week one to week two, and I think we're going to see that with this crew here tonight.
3: And, Brandon, Lincoln Southwest, uh, you guys both had rivalry games last week, both close. They squeaked theirs out uh, over southeast, and um, looks like they're going to have a quarterback change, and that's always a little suspect this early in the season. But what do you see from them besides the big boy and Lenners?
8: Yeah, both guys um, do a tremendous job. They're well coached. Uh, I think they look like they're really athletic, especially – uh, they're inside linebackers, and their secondary guys look like they run extremely well. Uh, we, we figured they'd probably make some sort of quarterback change. They kind of rotated a couple kids in there on, on Friday night, and and we're expecting the, the one kid over the other kid, and so we're preparing for that. They've changed their offense. They've kind of gone to more of a shotgun spread, almost kind of identical to what we do here at Kearney High School. Uh, we're concerned about those guys coming out in the eye and running some inside beer and some outside beer and stuff that uh, we haven't worked on that that's been a staple in their offense for many, many years. So we're going to see what kind of type of adjustments they're going to make. I think overall we're going to see what they did against Lincoln Southeast uh, here tonight. And uh, the key for us is getting our kids in the right spot and, and just play fundamental sound football uh, against the uh, Silverhawks.
3: Well, Coach, keep them hydrated, keep them healthy, and let's get even before we go into Labor Day. That sounds good. Thanks for your coverage. You bet. Brandon Kuhl, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats, always gracious with his time. We'll be back to Seacrest Field and bring you the starting lineup for this afternoon's game between the Cats and the Silverhawks right after this on Classic Hits.
5: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Carney the Ortho Clinic at the Carney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Carney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy, and Sports Center.
3: And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you from Seacrest Field as we get ready for the second game of the year for the Carney Bearcats against Lincoln Southwest. And let's take a look at the starting line. It's brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for Southwest at center is number 57, 6'1", 215-pound senior, Kyson Schnell. At guard, the right side is number 52, 59, 205 pound junior, Will Bax. And the left guard, number 60, 62, 235 pound senior, Josh Delgado. At right tackle, number 71, 64, 260 pound sophomore, Colin Shepke. And at left tackle, number 64, 6 foot, 245 pound senior, Kevin Gatchenko. They also run an XYZ wideouts with a halfback similar to what the Carney Bearcats do. So your wideouts, the X is Nick Rothgeb, six foot junior, wears number eight. At the Y is the all-stater Kansas State signee Nick Leonard. Well, at least committed, six foot five senior, wears number 88. He had a good game last week against Southeast. And at Z is number 28, a five eleven hundred pound senior, Jamian Bullock. The halfback is number four, 6'2", 200 pound senior Michael Mitchell. And the I-back, number 22, 5'10, 190 pound junior Braden Hartwig. At quarterback number 6, eleven, hundred 185-pound junior, Graham Garvin. The head coach at Southwest is Mark King. They are 1-0 after their 17-14 victory and ranked ninth in the Lincoln Journal-Star. Now for the Carney High Bearcats, no changes from last week. At center number 53, 5'9", 215-pound senior, Christian Geyser. At the guards, on the left side, number 62, 6'5, 232 pounds, and a junior is Rudy Stouffer. On the right, guards at 54, Ty Roseberry, 6'1, 235 pounds, senior. At left tackle, number 70, 6'2, 237 pounds, senior, Trevor Hayner. And the right tackle, number 77, 6'3, 252 pounds, senior, Thomas Lowe. At the X, 6,392 pound senior, Zach Flashko. At the Y, number 46, 6,193 pound senior, Tommy Kuchera. And at the Z is number 15, 5,10, 175 pound senior, Alex Harris. The halfback, number 5, Trey Gruby, 5,945 pound junior. The I back, number 13, 6, 2, 202 pound junior, Noah Urbanik. And the quarterback, number 18, 6,198 pound senior, Jake Waller. The head coach is Brandon Cool, 0 1 to start the season. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by. Five points, Bank the Better Bank. in Carney. more from Seacrest Field after this. Nebraska weather
5: is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent, Popper, and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney.
0: Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at nebraskalandbank.com. or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FTIC.
9: Nebraska
2: Land National Bank.
3: And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennetts and Brandon, you've got some keys to whether or not these teams are going to win the football game tonight.
4: Something I call the weather report, Doug. It's not so much to do with atmospheric conditions, but it has to do with whether or not one team can impose its will. On the other, we previewed them a little earlier, but I want to go a little bit more in depth, especially on Carney High side of the ball. Whether or not Carney High can get its ground game going, we mentioned it earlier last week versus Grand Island Senior High: 22 carries, seven yards. Most of that was before Noah Urbanic got injured, and Lincoln Southwest gave up 68 yards on 30 carries. That's only a 2.3 average. So Lincoln Southwest doesn't exactly have a porous defense. Carney High needs to establish its run game. Whether or not Carney can do that will be a key for their victory. On the Lincoln Southwest side, whether or not Lincoln Southwest will give up the big plays that we talked about earlier. Last week, two touchdowns they surrendered. One was on special teams, an 84-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Another one was a big play on defense, a 54-yard touchdown passing play. So whether or not Lincoln Southwest gives up the big play. And then again, whether or not special teams will be special, because of that kickoff, they gave up more yards return, kickoff and punt return, than they did rushing so whether or not special teams will be special doug reaching into my magic bag of foreseeing tricks i believe whoever wins the special teams that obligatory third portion of the game the winner of special teams our winner here tonight
3: that's whether or not they're going to win the ball game report the weather report thanks brandon for that and you've been listening to the new tech seed pregame show new tech seed your yield leader contact terry and jason stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We are so thankful that you have selected classic hits in PlantRiverPreps.com to listen to Carney High football this afternoon. Of course, we'll take a look uh, around halftime. This is it. This is the afternoon game, and we'll be talking about scores and games that are coming up a little bit later on in our broadcast. But we're the game in town. Trey going, ready to kick it away. The wind will be at his back, I expect, going to easily put this into the end zone here the white jerseys blue pants and white numerals for carney the green jerseys with the silver helmets and white numerals for lincoln southwest they reset the clock we're ready to go for high school football here on classic hits going waiting for the whistle to get things going here this afternoon Again, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Carnegie. Good news is no starters out after week one. As Goen puts his foot into the ball, and as we thought it sails out of the back of the end zone and Lincoln Southwest will start at the twenty. And this has become so much more talked about the last few years, Brandon, is if you Don't let the opposing team return the football. Start at the 20 or in the eight-man game at the 15-yard line.
4: It's so much easier because... Yes, if you are really greedy on the special team's kick side of the ball, you really want to pin it deep. You really want to aim for the corner. But the safe bet always is the 20-yard line. Let your defense play defense. And that will be important here with Lincoln Southwest now choosing to take the ball on the far
3: left hash. Yeah, they're not going to mark it in the middle as you would usually see. They'll run out of the shotgun with Hartwig to the left side of the quarterback. And they'll hand it off to Hartwig. Stretch play right side. Has a little seam. 25, 30, first down and more. Good downfield blocking. 40. 49-yard line, almost midfield on just a simple stretch play off right guard to get this right tackle to get this game going. A 29-yard gain for Braden Hartwick. Last week versus Lincoln Southeast, Braden Hartwick had 21 carries for
4: 121 yards. It's a 5.8 average. Exceeded that there, but... The key to his victory is not only is he very strong, he runs over people, but in that case, he had the speed to get to the
3: outside. Great
4: blocking on the outside there.
3: Kearney did a pretty good job the first three quarters against Redwine from Grand Island last week. Trips to the left side, ball on the right hash. They will move in motion. Mitchell, fake the handoff to Mitchell and go on a counter play here into the Kearney Bearcat territory for Iback Hartwig to the 42-yard line. A gain of nine on the play, and it's second and one. The key for Lincoln Southwest on that first run play when he ran to the
4: right was the downfield blocking from number eight, Nicholas Rothgeb. On that side, he had great downfield blocking by number nine, Boells. So it's not just that Lincoln Southwest is doing a great job of blocking at the point of attack. They're also blocking 5, 10, 12 yards downfield, allowing them to extend that game.
3: And Bo Ells was the starting quarterback last week, but Graham Garvin came in, took his place. Now they go with a full house backfield, including Lenners in the backfield on second and one. They'll give it to Lenners, and he's just too big. He runs right over the defensive line inside the 40 to the 39. Gets three. They only needed one.
4: One of the great things about watching Nick Lenners on film is that on defense, he does a good job of moving upfield using his hands on offense when he's playing tight end or in that case he was one of the halfbacks he moves his body upfield using his shoulders to plow the way he's a large individual he's a beast in the weight room but one of the great things about him is he's so fast that by the time you catch up to him all you can do is hang on he falls forward first
3: down silverhawks laramie hipner wide left slot left is michael mitchell twins to the right side out of that shotgun for graham garvin and he'll go on the end. Around the ball is fumbled. It's on the ground. Carney has it. Ty Roseberry is on top of it for the Bearcats. They get a huge break and take over at their own 41-yard line.
4: That is absolutely what Carney High needed at this point in the game because we are about five plays into it on the offensive side for the Silverhawks, and they were moving the ball almost at will, positive games every play. At this point, you had that little jet sweep, wide receivers coming across the formation, They bobbled the handoff. The quarterback didn't get a clean hold, and he didn't get a clean push. Ball came on the ground. Carney high football.
3: And when you run some of those misdirections or jet sweeps, usually there's nobody else there in the area. That's the point is so that you can get one of your quick kids on the edge. Carney will stack two right, two left, and also go out of that pistol formation for Waller. He'll send Kruby in motion. He'll take it around the right side trying to get to the edge. There is no edge, and he's going to lose three, maybe four. Just no edge. He didn't think that he should cut it up, trying to get to the corner. And that's one thing that the Bearcats, I'm not going to say are lacking, but they're not as fast this year as they've been in the past. And Grooby, who barely touched the ball last week, will lose three here. It's second and 13.
4: That was a great word to use, and it's a simple word, and that is fast, because Noah Urbanik was doing a great job of blocking on the outside. He had the outside set. The problem is that the rush, the defensive rush came from the inside out for Lincoln Southwest and there was nowhere to go.
3: Twins left this time. High snap. Want to throw a little bubble screen. It's complete to Harris. He's got it 45, 48, 49. So he got most of it, but he's still going to be a couple yards short. A gain of 11. It'll be third down and two. Harris scored both touchdowns last week for Carney, but Blaschko was the favorite target of Waller. Just a simple little wide receiver screen.
4: Alex Harris is so multi-talented that, It's just a pleasure to be able to watch him on the field because he can do so many different things. Obviously, he had the big interception return last week, and in this case, he was fast, strong, fell forward, third and short here.
3: Third and two, need to convert, quarterback draw. Waller is hit. Waller will not get it. Plugged up early, making the tackle is Jordan Polak as he fought off his block, and was able to drop Waller. It looked like it was going to work. Maybe if Jake goes to off right guard instead of left guard, there was a little more room, but that's where the play was called. So after the fumble recovery, three and out here for the Bearcats.
4: And unfortunately for his stats, Nick Linners is not going to get credited for the tackle, but he's going to get credited for the play because there were two Carney High linemen blocking him during that play. That allowed that tackler, number 62, to come in
3: and make that play. And now we have a new punter from last week, Ben Dinkle, in for surgery, so, and not football related. And so a pooch punt here and Lincoln Southwest will let it go and it's going to roll all the way into the end zone with the wind. It will end up being a 52-yard punt, and doing the punting will be Cannon Coster. Cannon did the right thing. It landed about the 20-yard line, but with the wind and the turf, it went all the way into the end zone.
4: Cannon had an absolutely beautiful punt. That was a low punt, what you want in this strong wind at his back. It had a beautiful spiral to it. It was everything you wanted. The problem is, is the wind was so strong when it bounced, and it bounced, and it bounced. And this field is only a year and one week old. I was down on the field earlier pregame, and it's still very spongy. There's going to be a lot of bounce to it. So whereas they're used to playing at Carney,
3: at, at UNK, that ball will roll. This time it rolled a lot more. It's so spongy. Our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows about field more about field conditions with top yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Craig Weeches. Jet sweep fake quarterback. Graham is going to keep it around the right side. Got room 25-30, 35-40. 30, Not fast enough to outrun the secondary. Brought out at the 47-yard line in a 27-yard game for Graham Garvin. Simple play. They're just putting X's versus O's, people versus people, and that's where they're sending their speed to the outside right here. Third first down. I don't, I don't expect into the wind after turning it over on the first series, Brandon, that you'll see anything fancy here out of Southwest. What they did was working on the first three plays.
4: Graham Garvin just straight up and down running. In this case, it was north to south, or in this case, south running. Graham Garvin looked really good on film. There's a lot of film on him out there, and he has that speed, and he also has a really nice spin move, but he really accelerates the point of attack.
3: On first and ten, handoff in the backfield, bouncing off one man, bouncing off two and just getting back to the line of scrimmage will be the eye back in Braden Hartwig. But Carney was able to get into the backfield for the first time there. No gain, second and ten.
4: Just what we mentioned earlier on the previous possession with Nick Lemmers, he's not going to get credit for that tackle. In this case, Ty Roseberry is not going to get credit for the tackle, but he made that play five yards deep in the end zone. He was the one that made that first touch. The running back had to bounce right side, and that's what allowed the speed of the defense to get there to make the
3: tackle. Trying to spread the field now, going to that full house backfield with Lenners in there. Three in the back. Lenners is the fullback. Back to pass, first pass of the game is going to be tipped in the air, and it floats out of bounds. It was going to be about a two-yard pass to Mitchell, but it was batted at the line of scrimmage. Getting a hand on that, Roseberry, also in the area for Carney High, was Andy Mason.
4: Ty Roseberry has been one of the stalwarts on the line for Carney High on both sides of the ball for the last two years. He had a great game last week in the rivalry game versus Grand Island Senior High, and he, in the last two plays, he has dictated the play this game.
3: 740 to go in a scoreless first quarter. Southwest with their second possession. They face third down and ten now at their own 47-yard line. And on a handoff, they'll give it to Gar or excuse me, they will give it to Hartwig. Hartwig will get across midfield, but will be short of the first down. He's going to get about nine. They're going to give him a very nice spot. Now let's see what Coach King wants to do. This may be an opportunity to go for it. If it's fourth and a solid two, they punt fourth and a one, one and a half, they might go for it. Anytime you're within the 35- to
4: 45-yard line, it's that obligatory no-man's land. And into the wind, a punt doesn't do you much good. You've got fourth and one. Good Good. call on the coach.
3: Full house, backfield. Will Lenners get it again to get on the last short yardage situation? No, they'll give it to the third man through. And hit, driven back behind the line of scrimmage, losing ground. And the tackle made by Gruby. They had the first down, but Braden Hartwig, on his own, took a step backwards, or they probably would have given him forward progress. And on this, a loss of one, and Carney
4: will take over. Trey Gruby started that play seven yards deep in the defensive backfield. One of the keys to a defense is to recognize the point of attack at the snap of the ball. And in that case, as the ball was being snapped, Trey Gruby was already moving. He did nothing but move toward the ball carrier. If, Truby doesn't make that, if Gruby doesn't make that open field tackle, we've got a touchdown for the
3: Silverhawks. So, stopped on fourth and one. Kearney High will get the football back at their own 44 yard line. Twins right, single left, staying out of the shotgun. Urbonic to the left side of Jake Waller. High snap, got it with one hand, hands it to Urbonic, turns off the right side, little running room, midfield, stays on his feet, puts his hand on the ground, gains three more to the Lincoln Southwest 47 yard line, a gain of nine on Noah Urbonic's first carry of the game. Doug, anytime
4: you're running back, is going to slip two tackles, and it takes the third guy to bring him down. That's always going to be a win for the offense. In this case, Urbanic had the right side. He made a cut that avoided the first tackle. The second man was a shoulder tackle. He was able to get through that to fall forward for a nine-yard game.
3: You're listening to High School Football on Classic Hits 98.9 and Platriverpreps.com. All of the football action, all of our sports action on PlatRiverPreps.com Photos from last week's Kearney Grand Island game, last night's volleyball, which had Central Catholic and St. Cecilia down here at Lincoln Christian also up, free for you to download and use. On second and one, Waller wants to throw, and his pass is too high for Blashko on a quick slant. Over the right side will bring up third down and one, and Carney would like to use the wind at, to their advantage while it's at their back, but they also need to get their first first down of the game, and they face third and one.
4: The ball was a little high for Blasco, but it was still there. The key for that was the defender for the Silverhawks. He was able to get his
3: hand up in there and knock that ball away from Blasco. So the Bearcats looking for their first first down. Third and one at the southwest 47-yard line. Waller, another high snap. Going to have to keep it himself, and he is going to be short. Last time on third and two, it was a design quarterback draw. This time, a busted play on the high snap. A couple of high snaps there from the center geyser. But now that they're on the other side of midfield, let's see what Coach Cool wants to do. I think they're going to go for it here.
4: This is exact replay of what we saw Lincoln Southwest do about two minutes ago is that they're in that no-man's land. The ball spotted on the 46-yard line. A punt doesn't do you much good with the wind. Fourth and short. Pick Fourth and here.
3: one, Waller tried to draw them off sides. Now let's see with seven seconds on the play clock if they'll run a play, and it doesn't look like they will. Brandon Cool is going to call a timeout. And talk it over. 5.37 to go in the first quarter. We're scoreless. Carney High at Lincoln Southwest. Fourth and one Bearcats at the Silverhawks 47. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank.
10: There's a
1: new old friend in the car business in Kearney, Platte Valley Auto of Carney, located top of the hill, corner of 2nd Avenue at 42nd Street. Now you're never more than a few minutes away from a great Platte Valley deal and that legendary Platte Valley Auto service after the sale. Platte Valley Auto of Carney, Carney's own local Ford store. Stop by today, top of the
3: hill at 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street.
9: We're selling cars and making friends. Platte Valley Auto
3: of Carney. Let's give you an Ashley Furniture Home Store in-game update here. Although it's volleyball, fifth-ranked UNK had to go five sets but beat Azusa Pacific in their first matchup at Alaska Anchorage. 15-11 in the fifth, they won the first and or second and third, and then the fifth set. Well, Carney High is going to line up to punt it now, on fourth and one, with Cannon Coster, a 52-yarder into the end zone last time. The last 23 yards or so, it rolled in. So fourth and one, they're going to elect to punt. Coster will kick it. Little pooch with the big wind. Southwest not even attempting to return it. And again, it's going to get into the end zone. So a 47-yard punt, net 27. But this is how Carney High is probably going to have to play most of the season. Brandon, we saw it last week against Grand Island. At no point, unless they just totally overmatch uh, an 0-9 or 1-8 team this year, are they going to be scoring 35 or 42 points. Again, unless the defense gets a couple for them. And so... Even with the win at their back, they're going to get their defense back out on the field.
4: Best option for Carney High here is just to do that. Play it safe. It's always tempting in that no man's land to go for that fourth and one. Personally, I would have gone for it, but that's the reason I'm here and Brandon
3: Cool is down there. Every fan wants to go for it, but they didn't get it on third and one. That's right. How are you going to get it on fourth and one? Stretch play again for Southwest to Hartwig, and he doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Loses about a half a yard to the 19 and a half, so it'll be second down. We'll still call it 10.
4: Tommy Kuchera had the tackle there, and he was coming from the inside-out position in his linebacker spot. Kuchera had a whale of a game versus Grand Island Senior High, and it's nice to see him to, to be able to get back up. One of the concerns that I had coming into this game is whether or not Carney High could get back up again emotionally, because if you have that big rivalry game week one, it's awful easy to
3: overlook your week two opponent. Same way for Southwest, as we heard from Coach King in the pregame. Absolutely. Big win against Southeast. Second down and 10 at the 20 out of the shotgun. Twins left, single right, looking left the whole way. Pass is a little high, but it is caught at the 26-yard line, and Hibner is immediately dropped out there. And it looks like Clevenger on the tackle for Carney High. A gain of seven out to the 27-yard line.
4: Anyone who's ever listened to Kansas City Chiefs, Fox Football Radio Network, and Lynn Dawson talks about pressure up the middle. Lenny is always talking about how hard it is, himself a former quarterback, to deal with pressure up the middle. The reason that pl- pass was high is Ty Roseberry had a line stunt going. He was coming up the middle at the quarterback. He had nowhere to throw it but high.
3: So third and three with that full house backfield and two wide outs, one right, one left. Pitch play. Hartwig trying to get to the outside. Carney pursuing. Falls down. Going to get him in the backfield, though. Even a loss on the play. Good pursuit. Groovy gets credit for the tackle. Roseberry was over there. And also... Uh, coming after him and making him back up was Tommy Kuchera. So Southwest, for the first time, is going to have to punt into this win. They fumbled on the first possession, got stopped on fourth and short the second possession.
4: What a tremendous job the Carney High coaching staff has done of making in-game adjustments. The first series, the Silverhawks did nothing but run the ball down the field very
3: successfully. Since then, next to no rushing yards. They fumble the snap on a punt, trouble in the backfield, and Carney High's going to sack him. Then he punter rolls the ball forward, but they will say he is down, and getting the tackle is Matt Tinkham. Tinkham got back there on the punter, Jed Stanachik, and Carney is in the red zone, the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street, Carney's hometown Ford store platte valley auto so carney has gotten a couple of breaks the second turnover for southwest they now need to take advantage of this first and 10 at the 15 fundamental football
4: 101 doug because tinkham all he did was a simple swim move he had the speed to get to the punter the snap wasn't where it should have been combination of those two factors
3: carney high sets up shop on the 15 yard line first down and 10 out of the pistol, Waller fakes it, wants to throw, slant over the middle, complete to Gruby inside the 10, 5, breaks a tackle, spins and is brought down at the 4. First down and goal, the tackle made by Parker Davis.
4: Trey Gruby played that beautifully because he caught the ball at about the 12-yard line and almost immediately got hit. But right as he was getting hit, he cupped the ball with both hands. So he had both hands, both arms around the ball. It took three defenders, second time we've seen that, three defenders to get him down. And the whole time he's holding the ball. He's not going to give the ball up here this deep in the red zone. We
3: did not see the eye formation last week. We do here with Waller under center, Urbanic the eye back. They pitch it to him, dances, Lenners comes through and nails him. That's why we didn't see it a lot last week. It is a loss of three on the play. It will be second and goal. At the 9, getting back to that slant, they tried to use that quite a bit last week. One reason, we still have the, I'm not calling them young because there are seniors, but inexperienced and young as far as varsity play linemen, and they are going to be the underdog against the defensive line of Grand Island and Southwest. So the plays through the passing game most of the time have to be quick. It'll be second and goal at the 9 and back to the shotgun. Looks like a little press defense here. Waller looking to the right side. Wide receiver screen, complete to Kuchera. Then he falls down trying to make the cut. Got to the seven. He's going to get about two yards out of that. It looked like he would have got to the five had he not slipped because there were a couple of southwest defenders ready to wrap him up.
4: And, again, one of those downsides of having a new field is your cleats may need to be changed from an older field like what we have at UNK at Foster Field. So in this case, it's a spongier field. It's a newer field. There's more of that black matted rubber on
3: the field in this
4: case he just didn't have the footing
3: scoreless with two minutes to go in the first quarter and it's third and goal carney just outside the seven yard line of southwest trips to the left urbanic to the left of his quarterback fake the handoff look left inside complete to groovy five four three two down at the one and it's fourth and goal at the one groovy A seven-yard completion.
4: Gruby, second verse, same as the first. Again, he got that ball on the wide receiver screen. Turned immediately, put both hands on the ball, and chugged forward. Ball is spotted at about the
3: one-foot line for
4: the Bearcats. Well, they
3: have not shown a lot of power game, but they're going to line up in it here. They do have a wide out, wide right, wide left, under center. Waller fourth and goal. Quarterback sneak Waller's in there. Touchdown, Carney Bearcats.
4: One of the great things that Brandon Kuhl has talked about from the preseason and especially after the Grand Island game is the leadership of Jake Waller. We've seen Jake pull down two snaps in a shotgun pistol formation that were too high for him and make something work. In this case, as soon as he got the ball, he leaned forward, went over the right guard, got into the end zone, and you could tell his entire offensive line
3: appreciated that. They all gathered around him to help pick him up. Now going to try the extra point, remember last week, There was a lot of problems with special teams when it came to the kicks. Carney was late getting their guys on. The kick got blocked, not because it was Goins' fault. They didn't have it blocked properly. So his second extra point, the kick is away. He hammers it. It is up, and it is good. With 1.21 to go, here in the first quarter of play, the Bearcats take advantage of the second Southwest turnover. Carney 7, Southwest nothing on Classic Hits. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's back with you here at Seacrest Field. Of course, Lincoln Southwest, their athletic director is the former Kearney High athletic director and at Mark Armstrong. So got a chance to chat with Mark a little bit before the football game. And, uh, you know, his interest is to talk to as many people today as possible.
4: One of the great things about being working at one school and having a lot of friends and having worked at a previous school like some of us have experience with it's always nice to be able to split into and to root both ways somebody asks me a similar question and asks me who i'm rooting for my answer is always yes or absolutely (laughs) in this case mark armstrong did a great job here at carney high was always very good to me and i Mark, if you're listening to this at some point in time, I would—I just want to publicly say thank you for everything that you've done, not only for me but also for the city of Kearney and for Kearney High School. He did a great job as athletic director and is doing great things for the Silverhawks.
3: 121 remains here in the first quarter and going to kick it off. He blasted it through the end zone to start the football game, and there's no reason to think he won't do it again. No need to get tricky here. 121 to go in the first quarter. The Bearcats on top, 7-0 on a one-yard quarterback sneak. Not a lot of offense, short field. That was actually the first first down of the game. And again, the kick not quite as deep, but it's into the end zone, and Southwest will take over at their own 20. In this first quarter, Braden Hartwig has 45 yards rushing on seven carries, but four of those carries have been zero or negative yards. He had a 29-yard carry on the first play of the game. Graham Garvin, the quarterback, had a 27-yard carry. The rest of the offensive plays have not been for much for Lincoln Southwest. For Carney, Noah Urbanik had a nine-yard carry out the first time, and then he lost three through the air. Waller is four for five, and he's got 31 yards. So Southwest, again, likes it on that left hash, and they're going to stack it to the short side with the trips. Let's see if they run wide right again. They will send Mitchell in motion, and we've got penalty flags, and it looks like we're going to have illegal motion or illegal shift here on Southwest. It will be our first penalty of the football game
4: the right tackle was so excited to start helping out with that jet sweep he forgot the snap count
3: so a five yard penalty will make it first and 15 and you can see it from the first play of the game southwest trying to spread the field in this case it doesn't look like they're spreading the field because they jam everybody towards the Carney sideline but what they're doing is giving themselves the right two-thirds of the field as they go from left to right. And that's another one of those
4: adjustments that Carney High has already made. They have one extra defender on the left side of their defensive alignment right now.
3: Same play, but it'll be a quarterback keeper and slipping the tackle in the backfield and getting out to the 20-yard line and picking up the penalty yardage is the quarterback, Graham Garvin. It'll be second down. And ten.
4: Slipping the tackle is a hallmark phrase for Graham Garvin because if you watch him on film, he doesn't go down with the first tackle. An arm tackle doesn't bring him down. You have to lower your shoulder. You have to wrap up. There were so many times on film you watch him, and his first move at contact is to make a spin move. He didn't have an opportunity there because of sure tackling for the Bearcats, but Graham Garvin is a hard runner, and he runs straight downhill.
3: So it'll be second down and 10, southwest at their own 20. Mitchell in motion again, but it's a low snap. Now the ball's tossed into the middle of the line, and it's picked up out of midair, but they're going to call it an incomplete pass. And I guess you're right. It was not a shovel pass. A shovel pass you usually see kind of as an option. But when that ball was low, Mitchell coming on the jet sweep was already by. And so whatever he was trying to do, he just threw it right at the center, and it didn't hit the center. It was almost picked up by Tinkham out of the air but instead it hit the ground it'll be ruled as an incomplete pass and a huge break for Southwest. They were a freckle away from their third turnover. It looked like a textbook chest pass
4: in basketball. He got the ball It was low, as you said. He brought it up to his chest, and the jet man, because a jet sweep is so much about timing, the timing was already off because the ball being on the
3: ground, he had nothing to do but just to... Rolling to his right, and has trips that way, has time, throws underneath, complete at the 33-yard line, and that'll be a first down to Laramie Hibner. And now they say the ball came loose. They say the ball hit the turf, and they will call it incomplete, and the referee helps his side judge out, nodding his head saying, yes, it did indeed hit the turf. So a good hit out there to jar that ball loose as they came down to the ground, and another punting situation here for Southwest.
4: Two plays ago, the Silverhawks had a... Fortunate event on that on that muffed jet sweep. In this case, the Bearcats were a fortunate recipient here because that could have been a first down for the Silverhawks.
3: Lucas Zelino, the punter, he catches this one, punts it into the wind, is taken at the 49-yard line by Gruby, 45, got a little seam, 40 to the sideline, 35, still on his feet, 30, back and forth, 25, spins it on his feet, runs off his own man, and he is brought down by the shoulder pads at the 21-yard line, a 28-yard return on a 29-yard punt.
4: I could not have made a video game player change directions as quickly and as often as Trey Gruby did there. He started one direction to the right at an angle and then to the left at an angle, turned and went directly to his left, went directly to his right. As you said, ran off of one of his players, then got helped by one of his players. The key was he was always moving forward. He never at any point in time took a step backward or directly to a sideline. He was always moving forward. And now the Bearcats set up shop almost in the red zone.
3: At the 22 with 15 seconds, will they take that crack right here with the wind at their back? A little movement from Harris, who's wide left. He'll get on the hash, back to pass. That's what they want to do to the end zone. Harris splits the defenders and cannot quite haul in the one-handed catch. Waller didn't put enough air under that one. I'm sure concerned about the wind drifting it, and he just put a little too much zip. Last week, that's probably a touchdown. This week, it's just off the fingertips, of Alex Harris,
4: Alex Harris had the quarter, the cornerback
3: for the Silverhawks beat
4: number twenty-eight, Jamian Bullock. He had Bullock beat from the first step. Waller, the quarterback and leader of this team, recognized that the ball was floated, as you said, just a little bit high. Harris was only able to get one hand on
3: it. Now boel 's a safety, comes over into this zone a little bit better. Second down and ten at the twenty-two. Waller, will they take another crack? Quarterback keeper. Waller gets to the twenty, and that's it. They're trying to focus the defensive eyes on Urbanic, And Waller, with his third quarterback run, takes it to the 20, and that'll bring us to the end of the first quarter of play. Garney High, 7, Lincoln Southwest, nothing. You're listening to High School Football on KKPR-FM. Carney Hastings, Grand Island.
12: I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member.
2: Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. Since
11: 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,450 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the expert.
13: Call Anderson Brothers today in Carney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Well, the first
3: quarter is in the books, and I guess from the Lincoln Southwest perspective right now, they have to be happy that they're not down 14 or 17 to nothing because they, two plays into the game, were in Carney territory, fumbled the football away, and since then, they haven't been able to do much. Botched a punt, and then uh, here on this last uh, opportunity, uh, a good punt return by Carney High, which gives them third and nine at the 20-yard line right now.
4: You said it, Doug, after those first two plays, if you would have told me that Carney high would have been up 7-0, I don't think I would have believed you because the Silverhawks had done such a good job on those first two plays of establishing the tempo of this game, and it's completely fallen apart for them. Turnovers, big reason.
3: Just outside the 20, 39 now into the win, which is at about 15 to 20 here today at Seacrest. Waller fakes the handoff, quick drop over the middle. It is complete into the hands of Zach King. And then they say it's punched out again or... One official was waving incomplete. complete. The other one was waving complete. And let's measure. It is complete at the 18-yard line. And they're going to go ahead and bring in the chains, the chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney towing and repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney towing and repair. It looks like he's short, and that's exactly what they're going to say. So fourth down and one. After an eight-yard completion. So Waller, short but effective. The Bearcats have had a couple of fourth and ones. They scored on fourth and goal at the one. They punted on a fourth and one. And they are going to forego a field goal into the wind. It would be a 37-yarder, 27-yarder, 30-yarder, somewhere in there.
4: Math was never your strong suit.
3: And Carney's going to have to burn a timeout, or they would have had a five-yard penalty for delay of game. There was only one penalty in this first quarter, and that was a five-yard motion penalty on Lincoln Southwest. So a timeout here for Kearney High with 11.31 to go in the second quarter. 7-0 Bearcats, fourth and one at the Southwest 13. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank.
7: Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
3: Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this warm and windy afternoon at Seacrest Field. The brand-new complex renovated in the offseason. If you've been here the last couple years for Bearcat football, field looks the same, but the fans, the press box area, the parking lot paved, it's all different. Bye-bye, White Rock. Although beautiful, it was always good enough for the industry's car washes. Fourth down and one. Carney at the 17, 13-yard line of Lincoln Southwest. If they move those soccer lines, I'd have no problem. Well, at least with this call. Urbanic, the lone setback under center is Waller. Double tied in. Quarterback sneak, trying to follow the center. It's another first down. That's the same play they ran to get the touchdown. Waller's going to get it inside the 11 to the 10 and yard line and give credit up front there. Christian Geiser. And then uh, give credit to the guards in Roseberry and Stouffer for pushing the line.
4: If I'm Jake Waller and I need one yard, I am going to run behind Ty Roseberry and that's now the second time on a short yardage situation we've seen him do just that.
3: So now back to the pistol with Urbanik behind Waller. Twins left and Clevenger to the right. They'll hand it off to Urbanik. Nowhere to go. Penalty flag. He'll work his way inside the 10 to about the nine and a half. The penalty flag coming in the linebacker area, so that means the umpire usually is going to get you for holding. And that baby was out almost immediately. Hold will be called. And the first penalty of the game here, against Carney High.
4: The unfortunate part about that is not only does it negate a nice run by Noah Urbanic, but also number 60, Andy Mason, had a great block on the left side of the offensive line for Carney High. He's the one that actually set that play and allowed Noah to get those yardage. So, well done blocking on the outside.
3: 11-11 remains here in the first half of play. Carney 7, Lincoln Southwest nothing. The Bearcats Knock it on the door again, but now they find themselves a first and 18 at the 19 of Southwest. Back to the shotgun, trips to the left, and the lone man to the right is going to be Blaschko. Waller fakes the handoff, wide receiver screen. Clevenger makes the first man almost miss. Holding on for the shoestring tackle is Parker Davis. Clevenger is going to get a couple out to the 17. It'll bring up second and long. That was
4: an amazing throw by Jake Waller. It was into the wind, so it was coming across where the wind was coming from. What makes that throw so great for Waller is where he threw the ball, the receiver was nowhere in the area, but part of the route that the receiver ran is where exactly Jake threw that ball. He knew exactly where the receiver would be, not when he released it, but when the receiver caught it.
3: Second and 16, asking a lot of the receivers to block. Waller again over the middle, down low, and scooping it up inside the 10 at the 7-yard line is going to be Parker Wright. Parker Wright making the reception and getting half of what they need right there. It's going to be third and 6 at the 7, a gain of 10.
4: Jake Waller is 2-for-2 for making outstanding plays because where that receiver was in that case was on the ground, and that's exactly where Jake Waller threw it. He threw his receiver open, forcing him to go down to the ground. He's not going to be able to advance the ball, but he's he scrunched it in between two defenders and allowed his receiver to make a sure
3: catch. He just sat down and waited for it in motion. Right to left is Zach King, and back to pass. Third and six. the ball goes through the hands of the intended receiver out here in Clevenger, and he was popped in the back as soon as it touched his fingertips, and now it's fourth and six at the seven, and it looks like Coach Kuhl will trot out the field goal unit for a 24-yard field goal attempt from Trey going into the wind off the right hash. And the wind, if it's blowing across the field, would be blowing a little bit against him right here. The holder is Alex Harris, but important now to take a two-possession lead with 9.31 to go here in the first half. And here we go, snap good, placement good, Goins' kick is up, and did he yank it? Yes, it is no good, wide to the left, making sure that he moved it from the right hash through, he yanked it, and the 24-yard field goal, no good. 9.27 to go, first half, Carney 7, Lincoln Southwest, nothing, and Carney's had their opportunities here, Brandon, and only up
4: 7-0. It's one of those great things about what high school football is, is those ebbs and flows of games. And right now, Carney High, and we, we mentioned it before, the Silverhawks' first two offensive plays, they set the tempo of the game. Ever since that third play of the game, Carney High has dictated the tempo of the game. The Silverhawks have a decent crowd here, and you don't hear much noise at all out of their student section because Carney High
3: has taken over the tempo of this game. So 1st and 10 Southwest, now they have their wind at the back for quarterback Graham Garvin. Again, a low snap, quick pass, docked down at the line of scrimmage, big 62, Rudy Stouffer getting his paws on that one, and last week Stouffer had his name called more than any of the new starters, so he is helping out here for the Bearcats in the first game and a half of the season. I was so
4: impressed last week with Rudy's play because he has a very high motor. He uses his hands very well, and he's always moving upfield. And in this case, all three of those aspects came together, and he knew he couldn't get to the quarterback, but he could get to the ball. Same deal, second down, still 10 yards.
3: Second and 10 at their 20. Twins right and left. Want to throw again. Quick pass out to the right side and way over the head of Michael Mitchell. And now you got to wonder what Coach King is thinking with his quarterback. Ross Ells' son started last week in bow. They switched it up, and Garvin was able to get things going against Southeast. He has been ineffective here, especially through the air. One of six for seven yards, and that was nowhere close to the target. That was three feet over Mitchell's head, and it was only about a five-yard pass. So we'll see if the young man can settle down as Michael Mitchell splits out wide to the right and Hipner is here to the left side, full house backfield on third and 10 at their own 20, under center, back to pass, runs into his running back pressure, throws it up for grabs, and overshoots the intended target in Tyler Bergenson. Bergenson actually slowed up on the route. Groovy put his hands in the air, and then Bergenson realized, I got to keep running, and by then it was too late, so... Three pass attempts on that series, all incomplete for the Silverhawks. A
4: couple of things there, Doug, is that Graham Garvin's real strength is running the ball, and as you said, the last three plays, he's tried to pass the ball. And fortunately for him, that play just never had the right timing because, as you said, he ran into his own player, and by then the timing route on the go was so far off, his receiver was slowing up, expecting to have the ball, and just wasn't there.
3: Zelneo to punt with the win at his back. He hits a wobbler. It's returnable, taken at the 39-yard line to the Bearcats, up to the 40, Gruby 45, and he'll step out of bounds right at midfield, an 11-yard return on a 41-yard punt. And did we get a late flag? The Silverhawk
4: coaching staff are lobbying for one. What happened there is Trey Gruby, as he got to midfield, realized he was about to take a hit lowered his shoulder, delivered an equal hit to the defender, pushing him out of bounds. As he tried to get up, the defender tried to slow him up, and he jerked his knee up real high and then tried to move back toward the sideline in the middle of the
3: field. Silverhawks' coaches didn't like that. Carney will start just across midfield in Silverhawk territory, leading at 7 nothing, 9.04 to go, second quarter, and a timeout. Lincoln Southwest was a man short, so each team has used one here in the first half. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Kearney 7, Lincoln Southwest nothing. 9.04 to go. First half on Classic Hits.
5: The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Carney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new addition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Huskers and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on
3: Central Avenue in Carney out of the southwest timeout Carney first and 10 at the Silver Hawk 49 Waller right over the middle and wide open Parker right 35 30 runs over a man down to the 24 yard line a gain of 25 by far the biggest play of the afternoon for the Bearcats
4: Doug, one of the things we were just talking about during this timeout is how far out of sync the offense is for the Silverhawks. And one of those things is not utilizing their tied in with a verbal commit to Kansas State. In this case, Parker Wright lined up in a wing tied in formation. The Bearcats went to him. The Bearcats are using the Silverhawks' playbook
3: against the Silverhawks. First and 10 at the 24. Carney up 7-0, but they've had the ball a lot in this football game. Urbanic will move from the right side of his quarterback to the left. They'll send Gruby in motion from right to left, giving him twins outside. Waller now takes the snap, hands it to Noah, trying to get outside, and Leonard says, I don't think so. He just gave a little lesson to Ty Roseberry there, and he nails Urbanic well behind the line of scrimmage at the 32-yard line. That's going to be a loss of eight for Noah. And last week, trouble running the ball. Today, trouble running the ball.
4: Everybody out in Bearcat land right now is chastising me for referring to Nick Limmers, and here he showed himself in full detail a, an eight-yard loss for Carding Eye.
3: Sometimes you run it right at the strength of a defense or the best player of the defense. That time, it did not work. Back to the I formation with Waller under center. There's a fullback in. They'll give it to Urbanic. He'll try to get outside. There's going to be a clip. Ooh, they didn't. Yeah, there comes the flags. That was an obvious clip, and it was a short gain to the 30. And we're going to be packing a lunch now for Carney High. A a choice here for Coach King. He can have third and about 16, or he can have second and about 32. I think maybe I declined the penalty. Because Carney and Waller have shown they can throw the ball even into the wind here. And they still wouldn't be in field goal range. But they are going to take the clip. An easy call out there on the edge. Blocking the back. Called on Carney High. We'll move the ball back to the Bearcat 44-yard line. They need to get to the 19, so it'll be a long way to go here, Brandon. It
4: was the speed of that Silverhawks defense that actually caused that clip because, again, as we've mentioned before, they were coming from the inside out. Originally – the Clipper had a proper block, but then as other defenders came, he went from one block to another,
3: and that's where the clip occurred. Going to call it. They need to get to the 14, actually, second and 31. Waller back to pass. Oh, Grooby's wide open, but down the sideline he is looking for Harris and overthrew him. Boy, he had Grooby on the right hash, wide open at the 25-yard line. Pass defense from Lincoln Southwest, a little questionable here this
4: afternoon. It is. If you have an inside slot receiver running an out seam route and he's wide open, that's a problem. The other problem is is even where Alex Harris had a step on his man, the man, the inside free safety coming over was there too late. You had two receivers wide open in coverage, and one of them
3: was supposed to have been in double cover. Third and 32, can they get enough for a field goal attempt? Quick slant, complete to Blaschko, 35, 33 is where he'll be brought down, but only a gain of 13, and in this instance, you're in the tweener zone. Carney High wants to line up and get after it right away, catch Southwest flat-footed. You're too close to punt, you're too far to kick a field goal because it would be a 50-yarder. And now the Bearcats, I think, are going to run clock and burn a timeout. Coach Kuhl has his kids over there to talk about it. You could punt it with this wind still pretty stiff in your face at 15 to 18 mile an hour and try and knock it out of bounds between the 10 and goal line. But we'll see what the Bearcats elect to do. They might just take the delay game here, which would signify they for sure are going to punt it. And they will burn the timeout. If they punt it, I have to question using the timeout because what's five yards in this situation? And in that case, five yards might help you exactly. get that angle to hit that corner. So we've got 7 one to go here in the first half of play. It's still Kearney 7 and Lincoln Southwest nothing. The Bearcats fourth and 19 at the Silverhawk 33-yard line. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Kearney women's soccer team starts the season off with a 1-1 draw today. Loper volleyball team starts the season off with a five-set victory today. One final already in in six man Maywood Hayes Center blanks Banner County today 25 to nothing. That's our Ashley Furniture Home Store in-game update, we give you the scores. Ashley Furniture delivers your dream furniture to your door. 7-01 to go here in the first half. Carney seven. Lincoln Southwest nothing. Carney scoring on a one-yard quarterback sneak by Jake Waller on fourth and goal. They've missed a 24-yard field goal. And Southwest, after two big plays on their first two drives, fumbled and then stuffed on fourth and one. So now Carney High. Lining up on fourth down and 19 to pump the ball. And they will kick it, but here's a penalty flag, and the ball easily sails into the end zone. So, again, why burn the time out if that's what you're going to do? I guess there's strategy, and we're high school kids, and we think we know everything up here, but five yards, you can still talk strategy and get them out there. You can take two delay game penalties, and the delay game penalty... Uh, was not used here in a legal motion penalty. Southwest says, we're not going to mess with it. They kicked it in the end zone. We're going to take it at the 20.
4: A total gain here for the Bearcats, a net gain of 13 yards. So in that case, again, I'm with you in terms of let's go ahead, take the five-yard penalty, allow ourselves a better opportunity because Carney High had men down there. Five yards actually could have put the Silverhawks about the two-yard
3: line. By the way, the punt landed one yard in the end zone and bounced backwards. So five yards would have made a difference.
4: Today's math lesson brought to you by Doug Duda.
3: Three punts, all touchbacks for Carney. Now first and ten out of the full house backfield and nowhere to go for the eye back in Hartwig. After that 29-yard game, they really haven't tried to get him outside much, and Carney has closed it up. Roseberry right there in the middle. First contact for Carney High, second and ten.
4: This is the fourth time that we have seen the Silverhawks muff a snap or muff a center quarterback exchange they just don't seem comfortable getting the ball set ready to play and then putting it into play in this case because it was muffed that allowed the running back to slow up and ty roseberry was right there
3: hartwig first four carries 47 yards next four negative two and now the center gets blown up and they're gonna fumble the football and carney's got it inside the 20 picking it up trying to score and brought down at the four yard line is going to be tommy kuchera
4: and, again, that's the fifth play that we've but seen. But hold
3: on. The referee might be signaling incomplete pass. No way is that an incomplete pass. Maybe they're saying Carney couldn't advance it. Let's see what finally is going to be found out here.
4: That was a quarterback center muffed exchange. And, again, Hartwood couldn't get the ball. The interior of the line blew it up. Tommy Kuchera fell on the ball and then tried to advance it. So I certainly understand him not being allowed to advance it because he might have been down
3: as he picked up the football and tried to go. And now Coach Mark King wants an explanation. But give credit to the uh, Carney Bearcat nose guard on that play, uh, blowing the play up. Rudy Stofer. he shoved the center right back into the running back or into the quarterback, threw him off balance. and Then he tried to turn and hand it off, and that's when the ball ended up on the ground, and Kuchera, is going to fall on it at the twenty-yard line, and the Bearcat fans hope that no, they're giving the ball back to Lincoln Southwest, and Brandon Cool is incensed, and he is correct. I there is no do way in the world that. that that is Southwest football. No. Six ten to go here in the first half. Carney up seven, nothing, and should have the ball. This should be the th- second fumble along with a sack on a punt. I know this
4: is where I should be talking right now, Doug, but I have absolutely nothing to say. The Stouffer blew that play up at the point of attack. The ball was on the ground coming out of the center's hands, the the quarterback's hands. It laid on the ground, and Tommy Kuchera picked it up. It
3: should be Carney high football. A horrific call here for the Bearcats, and it'll be third and ten, Lincoln Southwest at the twenty. He kept the referee kept showing the bobble motion. Yes. What would that have to do with anything?
4: There was a white beanbag on the ground indicating a
3: change of possession. And of course, Coach Cool can't get too hot and get a fifteen yarder. Make the stop here and force Southwest to punt it. But it'll be interesting to find out what that explanation was because whatever it was, was wrong. First and ten, or third and ten at their own 20, full house backfield again, and back to pass. It is going to be Garvin, rolls right, throws it out here, and it is caught right at the first down marker and falling forward is going to be Michael Mitchell. And that only throws salt on the wound right there. And that's only the second completed pass of the game for Southwest.
4: An 11-yard pass completion right after it should be Carney High football. The key now for the Bearcats is to come together psychologically, mentally, more than it is going to be physically because, okay, we've had a bad call, or at least we feel it's a bad call, legitimately not being homers. There was a white beanbag on the ground. It should be Carney High ball. They've got to come together now and put a stop here. As you know, Radio Guy's always right.
3: First yeah, and ten. Absolutely. Trouble Just again, us, but this absolutely. time a draw play up the middle to Lenners. 35-40, another first down as he's upended at the 43-yard line. Nice gain on the play of 13 for Nick Lenners.
4: That's one of those reasons that Nick Lemmers is or has committed verbally to Kansas State is Alex Harris was coming up, and Alex was in a pretty good position to make that stop. Lemmers actually hurdled Alex Harris. Harris is a great athlete. Lemmers is also a lot
3: bigger than Alex is, and he was able to hurdle him and get four more yards. So now a little breathing room here for Southwest. Trips left. More of what we saw early. Mitchell in motion. They'll go with a draw play, and they'll give it to their eye back at Hartwig, and he'll get to the 45, 46. Kuchera will bring him down there. Stouffer also went on the tackle. A gain of three. 48 yards now for Braden Hartwig. These last three
4: plays that we've seen, Doug, is exactly what, are exactly what we thought the Silverhawks would come out and do, especially after the first two plays from scrimmage. You had a designed rollout, a pass play for Garvin, and then you had a run by Lemmers and now a run by Hartwick. This is the Silverhawks team we thought we were going to get on film.
3: Twins out to the right, far right is Hibner and Michael Mitchell in the slot. Those are the two men. He's gotten a two L's wide left. Low snap, rolling out, looking for room and starting to run with it and getting back to the line of scrimmage is the quarterback Garvin. He'll dive forward to the 47, a gain of one. But if you're Coach King over there, I'm surprised we don't see somebody on the sideline working on a center quarterback. Get your back up or anybody, any kid can take the snap. But the tremendous problems right now with the senior Kyson Schnell and his quarterback in Graham Garvin trying to get that center quarterback exchange. That's Just ex- a simple snap out of the pistol. That's exactly right
4: because that snap was bo- bobbled also. And from the backside, again, Norr Urbanic's not going to get credit for the tackle, but he got credit for blowing up that play because he was chasing the running. Third and the six,
3: hole. quick slant, knocked down by Zach King, the linebacker. Knocked it down, intended for Boels, and now... A punting situation. Instead of punting from their own 20, it's at the 47. A couple more minutes run off the clock. But Carney High will get the ball back. This is the third
4: time this half, Doug, that we have seen hands in the air by Carney High, which altered a pass. Ty Roseberry's knocked a, play, uh, a pass down. Zach King's knocked a pass down. And earlier,
3: Rudy Stouffer had his hands up, which caused the quarterback's pass to go high. Well, the quarterbacks are short for Southwest as they punt it. It bounces back to him. Here comes some rush, maybe a hold. The kick is away, and it'll be fielded at the 18-yard line. Grooby 25, 30, breaks a tackle, 35, 40, middle of the field, blockers, 50, and he gets just tripped up by Laramie Hibner. I think actually stepped on the back of his foot more than he grabbed his jersey, but a beautiful return on the kick. They're basically going to get zero yards from the punt, to the return as it all evens out. That was taken at the 18, so a 40-yard punt, but a 40-yard return. And Carney will have it at the Southwest 42. They've got one timeout remaining. Well, it says zero timeouts on the scoreboard, so maybe I missed one in there. Zero timeouts remaining for the Bearcats. 3.55 to go here in the first half. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First half stats, analysis, and... Uh, We'll talk to Activities Director Mitch Stein of Carney High. Congratulations to Coach Jess Day and the girls for starting the season off with a volleyball win. The softball team's as hot a start as maybe they've ever had. First and ten, Bearcats up 7-0, trying to add to it. Waller, quarterback draw. He'll be spun around at the 41-yard line and brought down by Kyson Schnell. Short gain on the play of about two. They'll give him the 40-yard line. So, Waller, unofficially, six carries, seven yards in the game's only touchdown on a quarterback sneak on fourth and goal.
4: The last four plays that we've seen for Carnegie High have spoken to the resiliency and the mental toughness of this team because after that controversial fumble, no fumble play, Lincoln Southwest got two first downs, and then Carney High stopped them. They got a great punt return and positive yards here on first down.
3: Second and eight trips right. Plenty of time to throw over the middle, and the ball's deflected. They're starting to get onto Parker Wright, and the linebacker, Kyson Schnell, who we talked about as a center having some problems here today, makes a nice play from his linebacker position, backpedaled, and knocked that down. He'd hit Parker Wright on a couple of those seam routes earlier, and he was open. He'd got behind the linebacker, but... You're not going to put a lot of touch on one over the middle. It's usually that line drive throw, and it's knocked down.
4: Just as you said, Doug, Parker Wright was open. He had found the seam between the linebacker and the free safety. The problem was is Waller threw a good ball. It got
3: about 10 yards out of his hand and died going into that win. And rolling out left to throw it third and long. Back against the grain, and it's going to be knocked down again. Parker Wright was behind the secondary. A penalty flag comes down as Bo Ells deflects it on a slightly underthrown football but that flag is in the secondary where we could see interference
4: one of the things that coach brandon cool talked about at the end of the game last week is how much his team would grow from week one to week two we're seeing that growth here from jake waller because last week every time waller got to the edge on a pass play he would try and throw on the run that's now the third time that i've seen him get to the outside take an extra step plant the front foot and then be able to plant then off the back foot
3: and actually stance up and throw the ball. It is a pass interference penalty, just the second penalty of the game against Southwest. A first down for Carney, first and ten at the twenty-five, three eleven to go. First half, Bearcats up seven nothing against Southwest. Twins left, Harris right, pistol formation. They'll send the tight end Brock Marlette from right to left. And they'll hand it to Urbanic. No, quarterback keeper right off center, spinning, getting four, getting five. Close to the 20-yard line is Jake Waller. That's his best run of the night. And it'll be second down and five.
4: Lincoln Southwest has looked at all of the film that Carney High has, and they are seeing the same things we are. They realize that everyone is going to key off of Noah Urbanic. He had such a great year last year as a sophomore. Playing at Carney High at the varsity level, you don't hear that very often. But one of the things that Brandon Cool is doing is he's using Noah Urbanic as a decoy and it's opening up the inside gaps for Carney High.
3: Second and along, five the 20. Waller to pass. Wide receiver screen out here. It's complete to King. Makes the first man miss, but not the second one. The tackle made behind the line of scrimmage by Parker Davis on Zach King. When you throw that pass, Brandon, your wide receiver has to make the moves and there was just too many green jerseys because you put that, uh, ability you pick the best guy to do that, and Carney's got a couple guys that can jig and jug and move, and King just didn't have enough on him there. No gain on a completed pass.
4: An unfortunate part about that play is the ball was spotted almost on the left hash, and they threw it to the right number. So that ball had to travel a long ways with a with a wind coming across it.
3: Third so the and entire six. play down. Waller back to pass. Hit as he throws. Got him out of the end zone. King touchdown. Carney high. King got behind Braden Hartwig in the corner, and the Bearcats are up thirteen to nothing. And Waller took his shot right as he threw it, but he pops up, and he's got another touchdown pass, his second of the season.
4: A hallmark fundamental play for any kind of defensive back, where you're a cornerback, free safety, whatever—you can't allow someone to get behind you. You can't get, you can't allow someone to come across your hips and then get behind you because then you're going to be completely turned around. That's exactly what's happened here several times now. We've seen. Defenders for Lincoln Southwest, and in this case, it was number 28, Jamie and Bullock, where somebody got behind him. He just didn't have the right feet, the right hip position
3: to make the play. And now the extra point is pounded off the scoreboard here. They've, they might have put the scoreboard in the wrong place, come <laughs> to think of it. And Cohen nails the extra point, 150 to go in the first half. And Carney High able to score from just outside of the Platte Valley Auto Red Zone. The Bearcats 14, Lincoln Southwest, nothing.
5: The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Carney that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Carney.
3: Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here on Classic Hits 98.9 of the World Wide Web at RiverPreps.com. Now going to kick it into the wind. Let's see if he's got enough leg here to drive it over the return men. Good leg up in the air, twirling, twirling. It will be taken at the one-yard line. And up the middle of the field, now taking it to the outside, 10, 15, up the sideline, 20, and Bullock is going to be hit late out of bounds and a 15-yard penalty, stepped out, knocked out at the 27, 15 more out to the 42, and that changes things with 143, two timeouts, southwest 15 yards farther than they should be, but tried to make a play.
4: One of the things we were just talking about with regards to Mr. Bullock is that he had been beat now a couple of different times in the last time for the touchdown. One of the things that he was doing with his other return man is right before the ball was snapped, they were looking at each other. They were giving each other the deuces, looking at each other's eyes, pumping each other up. When that ball came to Bullock, he came across the field. He was determined to get extra yards, and unfortunately, Carney High helped him out with 15 free.
3: And so we are back here at Lincoln Southwest in Seacrest Field. 14 to nothing. Bearcats lead the Silverhawks, but time for Lincoln Southwest. Twins to the short side, Lenners out to the right side, looking that way to the big fella and overshot him. He got his big right paw on it. And luckily for Southwest, there was nobody behind him to have a chance to pick that off. They went to him quite a few times last week, nearly 100 yards receiving for Lenners, and that's the first time they've looked at him today. In the pass game, he's carried it a couple of times.
4: Unfortunately, again, for the grunts in the offensive and the defensive line, Ty Roseberry's name will not... appear on the report, but he's the one that forced that pass to go high. If Ty doesn't have up position, turning the outside shoulder of the left tackle and then get his hands up, that's a pass completion for the Silverhawks.
3: Second down and 10, low snap quarterback, keeper up the middle and getting to the 46-yard line, dragging him down. Looks like it's Roseberry again on top of the back of the quarterback, Graham Garvin. He'll pick up four on the play, and that'll bring up third down, And 6. So now Southwest wants to use as much time they can on the play clock here. Run it under a minute. If they get the third down, fine. If they don't, Carney doesn't have a timeout to stop the clock. And that will basically get us to halftime. So let's see what Southwest does here. Third and 6 at their own. 46. Wind at their back. Garvin really hasn't taken a shot downfield, full house backfield, which could give him max protection. He'll roll to his right, wants to throw, pump fake on the hitch and go, throwing it as far as he can for Mitchell, and he makes the catch inside the 20 at the 15, and now as he comes down, he loses it again. That's the second time Mitchell appeared to have the football but couldn't bring it in that second step. That negates a 35-yard pass completion and a punting situation coming up here. And that was not Carvin's fault. That's as good a ball as he's thrown this season. Fortunately for Carney High, number
4: 28 Joseph Griffith was r- running with him step for step. The receiver had the ball. He had it cradled in his stomach. He was about to go out of bounds, and
3: Griffith punched it loose. Here's the punt. Carney running men on late, and it'll be fielded at the 10-yard line by Gruby. Gruby will bring it up to the 20, make a man miss, and then drilled at the 23-yard line by. Braden Hartwig with 43 seconds to go. Carney up 14-0 into the wind. No timeouts. Shouldn't be a lot of drama here. Good chance to give our Urbanic a couple of touches. It's it's always
4: a good opportunity to do that, but also since Noah had to come off the field early last week with a tentative shoulder injury, it'll be interesting to see exactly what the play call will be.
3: A 44-yard punt and a return of 13 yards coming up. The Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. And Carney High will line up with Twins. They'll send out Harris to the left. Blaschko to the right. They'll put in that H-back spot, Dubry, And they'll hand it to Urbanic right off the middle. He spins, hit, drives forward across the 25 to the 27. Maybe the 28-yard line. A gain of five for Noah, which gets him out of negative yardage. Just his fourth carry of the ball game
4: have been so impressed with Carney High's play throughout the first half with the exception of those first two plays because Lincoln Southwest came out and absolutely punched Carney High in the mouth with two straight plays. Since then, Carney High has dominated this football game
3: half second between the play clock and the game clock and they're just going to take a knee. Waller takes it, knees it, and that will be the end of the first half of the Bearcats. Definitely winning the time of possession here, and after the first couple of plays of this football game, have really stood out, done some great work, and lead it 14 to nothing over Lincoln Southwest. You see, Josh Banderas' younger brother Anthony uh, has his jersey on, but not suited up here today. And a couple—he's just a sophomore. A couple other kids that are out of action. The senior Zach West. Out of action on crutches. On crutches for Carney High with his jersey on tonight is Trey Hebert, a junior. So there are some kids that are banged up but weren't in the um, rotation coming into tonight anyway. 14-0 Carney leads Lincoln Southwest. We'll be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report on Classic Hits in a moment.
5: It's a new day here at Long John Silver's.
3: Henry and Brandon Bennett. I'm Doug Duna back with you here at Seacrest Field in Lincoln for Friday afternoon matinee football on your sports leader in the Tri Cities Classic Hits 98 9, KKPR FM, Kearney Hastings Grand Island, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our online streaming brought to you by UNK. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule. A campus visit, and this is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Bearcats 14, Silverhawks nothing. Jake Waller, a one-yard quarterback sneak on fourth and goal. And then Waller hooks up with Zach King on a 20-yard touchdown pass on third down with 150 to go. And that makes it 14 to nothing, and Carney has had other opportunities. And let's give credit here the one what we perceived as a blown call there, where Cuchera recovered a fumble and took it to the six-yard line. Carney ended up stopping Southwest, ended up scoring when they got the ball back. So even though a little time ran off the clock, all in all, the Bearcats able to capitalize the next time they touched it and didn't give up any points.
4: And one of the things that makes that exchange even more impressive is after the fumble, no fumble, ball should have been the Bearcats first and goal on the six. It's not that Carney High stopped them immediately. Lincoln Southwest came out with that type of offense we were expecting to see Lincoln Southwest came out with. They got two first downs on four plays. So not only did they get a huge break but they also had momentum going coming out of the shadow of their own goalpost heading toward midfield. They had an opportunity, they had momentum. They had a call that went their way. They had everything going for them and Carney High after that second first down made some adjustments
3: made some adjustments on defense, held them to a punt and got the ball back. Well, the Bearcats trying to even their record at 1 and 1 southwest already one and oh on the season, and one thing you can talk about, a couple of early big plays on the ground, and you kept talking about the uh, changes that Coach Cool and his staff made immediately. Really, there wasn't much going on in the second quarter at all for Lincoln Southwest, and if I look at it really quick here, Hartwig had a couple of carries for three yards. Lenners had the one run for 14 yards. Garvin had two carries for five yards, and through the air they were one of six for 10 yards, and that was all the offense that Southwest could muster. There, in the second half, they got the benefit of forty yards in penalties. Uh, a couple of those one of those was a late hit that helped them out so Carney High, who had hardly any offense in the first quarter, but was up 7-0. Then you flip the switch here and flip the page, and Carney moved the ball a lot better in the second quarter. Still only seven points, but Southwest didn't move it much at all. One of
4: the concerns that we had coming in is whether or not Lincoln Southwest was going to give up the big plays. And in this case, Carney High gave up two big plays, and we keep coming back to that, and I don't think we can emphasize it enough. Lincoln Southwest absolutely came out and dominated Carney High the first two plays of the game. And then Carney High made some defensive adjustments. And exactly what they did is they moved their linebackers further out from the center. So what that did is give more support on the outside. Because Lincoln Southwest, when they receive a kickoff, they don't take the ball to the center of the field. They're taking the ball on the left hash mark, giving them the entire right side. So then what Carney High did is move more defenders to their left, the right side of the Silverhawks offensive line, and that allowed an extra defender to flow that way, another defender looking that way,
3: reading the guards, and has stopped up everything since. We will take a look at the first half stats, talk with Athletic Director Mitch Stein, and give you a preview of what's still to come tonight for high school football on our network of stations at PlatteRiverPreps.com. When we come back, halftime at Seacrest, Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest, nothing. Well, the Lincoln Southwest Band entertaining here at halftime. Carney 14 and Lincoln Southwest nothing. Let's take a look at the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Ashley Furniture delivers your dream furniture. We deliver the scores. And, of course, uh, I was here in Lincoln covering volleyball last night. Most teams around the state got underway last night. Uh, of course, Brandon, you were there at uh, Foster Field where your alma mater, Josh Lamerson's alma mater, Took it to UNK last night by a score of 31 to nothing. Uh, Your thoughts on the Loper game?
4: Overall, it was very good to see the old friends from Northwest, but also see what the new faces at UNK have done. And one of the big differences that we saw last week, I'm sorry, last night at UNK, was Northwest had a real opportunity to blow that game wide open in the first half, and UNK was able to stop them enough times where it didn't happen. After... UNK got the big pass play to Cougar Williams on the outside for that 68-yard pass play to open the game. Northwest made some adjustments, got UNK to miss a field goal, and then Northwest went on a, an 80-yard, 18-play 18 18 play drive, scored a touchdown. And after that, UNK made enough adjustments on the defensive side of the ball that they were really able to hang with them. Yes, they had to give up a touchdown late in the first quarter, but that was on a short field after a a turnover for, for the Loper offense. So it was an opportunity for UNK to make some more adjustments, and they came out after halftime. And I even made the comment to the guys in the press box that UNK made such an emotional appeal at halftime that the defense for the Lopers was a completely different animal in the early part of the second half than we've seen them before.
3: Well, let's take a look at our first-half stats of this football game as we are continuing during the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Here's a look at what we have for Lincoln Southwest, as always, unofficial. Mike Mitchell, one carry, zero yards. Braden Hartwig leads the way. The tailback has nine carries for 48 yards. Nick Lenners has been at the backfield a couple of times. Big old boy at 240. The Kansas State recruit, two carries, 17 yards. And quarterback Graham Garvin four carries for 37 yards 27 of those came on the opening carry for him 16 rushing attempts 98 yards on the ground in the air garvin has struggled he's put it up 10 times only completed two of those for 17 yards two of 10 no picks no touchdowns 17 yards through the air 98 on the ground 115 yards on 26 offensive snaps five first downs here for lincoln southwest they've punted it four times they've attempted five the first one slipped through the hands of Lucas Zelnio and uh, Carney High was able to make the sack back at the 15 yard line which uh, eventually led to that uh, first touchdown of the uh, football game that Jake Waller took in but uh, the four punts averaging just under 40 yards two turnovers and two penalties for 20 yards for Carney High Noah Urbanic Four carries, three yards. Trey Gruby, one carry, negative three. And Jake Waller, seven carries, 12 yards. And a one-yard touchdown run, so not a lot of difference from last week. 12 rushes, 12 yards. For Carney High, Waller has put it in the air 16 times and, again, very efficient. He's completed 11 of those, including the last one for a 20-yard touchdown. 11 of 16, no picks, one touchdown, 119 yards through the air, 12 on the ground. That's 131 yards of total offense in 28 offensive snaps, six first downs for the Bearcats, three punts, all touchbacks for an average of about 45 yards and then three, pen- three penalties all in the second quarter for 40 yards. The two touchdowns, a one-yard touchdown sneak by Jake Waller, fourth and goal, 121 to go in the first, going out of the extra point, seven to nothing, and then a 20-yard touchdown pass from Waller to Zach King with 150 to go before the half going nailed the extra point, and that's where we're at. Bearcats 14, Silverhawks nothing, and we'll be back and talk with A.D. Mitch Stein as the halftime report continues, brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation.
0: The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com.
3: And welcome back to Seacrest Field. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to follow high school athletics. Immediately after our game, we'll send you down the road to Elm Creek as the Buffaloes ranked second in the state in D1, a state semifinalist last year. We'll open up the season against a very young and improved and maybe a top 10 team just outside right now in Perkins County, kicking off at 730. Carney Catholic will host Ogallala on ESPN 1460. It is Adam Central Sydney on ESPN 1550 and Hastings Scotts Bluff on 12:30 KJS those games are also online at platteriverpreps.com. Kearney Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing and we're joined by athletic director Mitch Stein and how warm are you buddy? It's, it's rather toasty
13: down there. You know, I, I feel pretty good because I've been here three years, and this is the first time that I've been invited on on your show. So I'm, I'm doing something right. In I, year three, I get that done. I know. We had to get you tenured. We had to get you tenured. <laughs> yeah, well, usually if point. guys come talk
3: to us, there's always a little debate about whether they're going to be around much yeah, longer. Well. well, Mitch, let's talk about the fall sports season. Yep. The softball team off to the best start that I remember, and I've been here 17 years. The volleyball team, first game last night with new coach Day, they get a win. The football team looks good right here. Cross country is always solid. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty good start. We'd like to have beaten Grand Island last week, but outside of that, pretty darn good start here in the first three weeks.
13: Yeah, we're, we're pretty pleased, as, as we've talked about you know, all year, it's, it's, about, it's about growth, it's about progression. And, and where we start out necessarily is, doesn't matter compared to where we end. And so, just like the football team here, you know, last week played played fairly well in their home opener. Um, just uh, just GI made a few more plays, and you're seeing the growth here tonight where we're playing exceptionally well. Southwest is, is not, as as you can tell. Um, and so we know Coach Cools' teams will get better throughout the year. And so we're excited about where this team can be. As we progress through the year, but we've had a great start to our athletic um, programs there at Carney High so far. As you mentioned, softball, um, 11 and two start, um, really have, have brought in a couple people that have, uh, you know, from outside the district. One from GI Northwest and one from the East Coast, um, and really added some depth uh, to the to the team. Um, you know, tomorrow they'll have a they'll have a test uh, tough test up there in Norfolk. With uh, they'll play Norfolk right away, and then they have Millard West, who's traditionally good. Might play Omaha Marion, maybe see Lincoln Southwest again. Um, so, you know, they're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, they beat a, a very good North North Star squad on Tuesday. They split one and one. Probably could have won both of them very easily. So, I know Coach Matson has worked really, really hard with these girls um, in the off season. Um, and these girls that are multi-sport athletes, you know, they've been through the fire in some other, some other events, whether it's our two-mile relay team, our mile relay team at the state track meet. Uh, these girls, while they haven't had the success on the softball field traditionally, they've been, they've been in the fire and they know, how to, they know how to compete when it comes down to it.
3: Always going to miss something, but uh, again, I want to mention the girls' golf sure. team. Uh, Maddie Murray has kind of led yep. the way for them here early on, so they're trying to get better Week in and week out, and
13: they—not to interrupt you—but they play second today at the G.I. Invite. Maddie, uh, Maddie shot an 85 and got fifth, and then uh, Kelsey Cobb came back, had a nice round shooting an 87, and Katie Workmeister, who didn't play last year but is back this year as a senior due to an injury last year, she's back. And she shot I think I believe a 93, and so three girls in the top 15 they get second. Um, you know, they I think they got fifth at their own invite last week, and and earlier this week here at Woodland Hills outside of Lincoln got sixth. So they're they're positioning themselves with how the districts are set up. Uh, they're positioning themselves for another state qualifying round.
3: Carney Athletic Director Mitch Stein with us. we got about two minutes left. <laughs> Obviously, everybody wants to know the progress on the school. You can drive by and see the building. I'm waiting for them to pave the road to the west side of the school <laughs> before it opens. But is we keep hearing on time, on budget. That's what people want to hear. How are we looking?
13: Exactly what it is. Um, you know, every, every report that I get, and I go down there quite a bit, uh, on time, on budget, they say they, they estimate they lie, lay about 2,200 block a day down there. They're hoping to have it enclosed by, by November. They are really moving. What you can't see from 11th and, and 30th Avenue is what's going on behind the Performing Arts Center, what's going on behind the main gym area. Uh, they're really moving. Uh, they've had great weather to, uh, to work, um, and everything seems to be going well. Uh, you're going to start seeing even more movement this fall. They're going to do the track and field as far as the, the groundwork, the field turf work, I'm getting that ready uh you know the lights will be going in here shortly um it's uh it's moving right along what an exciting time we can't wait to open it next year and you come here to this place and you get so many more ideas so we'll see if we can go back and and uh, implement some of them
3: as long as there's <laughs> a beautiful press box
13: <laughs> the last question sure. because i know some
3: of the answers but i want you to let the listening yeah. folks out there know because i think there's still confusion will we play Varsity football at Kearney High. Will there be a baseball field built? We know that there's a swimming facility. Mm -hmm. What about track football and a baseball field? Can you kind of answer that once and for all for the fans?
13: Uh, I don't know the number of years. It's either seven or eight with our contract with the University of Nebraska at Kearney. So varsity football with that contract will be at the University of Nebraska Kearney for for that period of time. We will play our lower-level games down at the new facility, obviously. Um, Track and field will be down at, at the new facility. UNK will partner with us down at that new facility. So where they typically go to Joe Greeno right now, mm-hmm. they will be down at the new facility. They'll practice down there. They'll have their meets down there. Um, and also with swimming and diving, um, the, the plan is at this point for UNK to be down there as well. So Carney High and UNK will, will partner just like we go there now. They'll come down to our place. At least that's the plan now. So no baseball field in the plans. Um, that is, has that is not been a discussion for, for a long time. And so um, what you see down there are three practice fields for football and soccer. You see a main competition um, area for track and, and for lower-level football and, and then obviously swimming pool. So um, in, in that short amount of time, that's, I'll put the rumors to rest right there.
3: Mitchell, appreciate that, man. We'll see you very soon. Uh, we're going to come over for volleyball. Is that okay Thursday, Carney and Hastings? You come. You'll, you'll enjoy watching these girls play. We will be there Thursday. We will be back here at Seacrest Field for kickoff of the second half. Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing right after this. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly,
5: call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game, from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle.
3: Well, Lincoln Southwest also has to kick it off here to start the second half. Win behind him, and no problem to boom it deep into the end zone for Lucas El Nio, his first kickoff of the football game. And it is Carney to take over, 14 to in and. Brandon Bennett's uh, co-with me today, color on the game. As you take a look at this, if Carney can get something on the board here on this possession, they might be able to put it into, I don't want to say coast mode, but they don't have to take chances a lot the rest of the game. Coaching
4: philosophy 101, and it's an old cliche because it's so true. The most important possession of the football game is the first possession coming out of the halftime locker room, the first possession of the third quarter. Let's see what Carney High does here what adjustments they've made, and how
3: the Silverhawks respond. Offensively, I don't. I, it'll be interesting to see if they have to do much as they will fake the handoff to Urbanic. Waller tries to keep it. He wanted to come outside. He's boxed in there by Josh Delgado, cuts it back up off his right guard and gets two, two-and-a-half yards just across the 22. Waller carrying the ball on design run plays much more this week than last week against the Islanders.
4: And that's one of the changes that Carney High has made, too, and it's also interesting to see. Jake Waller in that case has done a lot of improvement and a lot of bodybuilding in his upper body because he had two defenders hanging on the right arm where he's holding the ball and he didn't let the ball go.
3: Again, out of the pistol or shotgun, however you want to call it, they'll fake it to Urbanic. Captain Lenners will bring him down, but a penalty flag comes from the sideline just as Urbanic cut it up the field across the 25 to about the 26. Again, most of the time they're trying to avoid the All-Stater and Lenners, but you do have to go at them a couple of times to keep it honest. Sometimes a guy like that will overpursue the play, and you can get right by him.
4: And then once you can get by somebody like that, in that case, then the, the field is wide
3: open. And for this penalty, they have waved the flag off. So they'll pick up the flag, it'll be officially a gain of four. Third down and four Bearcats at their own 26, leading at 14 to nothing. Opening possession of the second half. Twins right. With Harris, wide right, and in the slot is Grooby. Single man out, wide left, actually trips down to the right side. And back to pass, Waller, three-step drop, goes to the single man, and turning behind to make the catch, 45, and he's in the open. It's going to be Blaschko all the way to the end zone. A 74-yard touchdown reception, and one minute into the second half, the Cats are up 20.
4: Douglas, what a play on the case of a couple of different men that we need to talk about. First of all, the interior of the Carney High line because Lincoln Southwest was shooting the A-gap. They were coming right between the guard and the center, coming right up the middle into Jake Waller's face. He actually threw that ball off of his back foot, and he lofted it, which going into the wind is not necessarily what you want to do. Blasco saw that the ball was wobbling a little bit, came back. In the process of cutting and coming back, the defender slipped, touched down Carney High.
3: And now the extra point for going... On the way, and it is no good. He yanked it wide to the left, so he's missed a short field goal and wide left on the PAT. Eleven minutes to go in the third quarter. And Carney High now leads Southwest 20 to nothing here on Classic Hits.
5: It's a new day here at Long John Silvers.
3: Well, give credit to Zach Blaschko, the favorite target last week of Waller. Today he's spread it around a little bit more, maybe one or two more over to Harris. But that's the 17th pass attempt. And now 193 yards, two touchdown passes, 12 of 17 is going. Boots it into the wind. He hits it good, and it's taken at the 2. Returnable here from the left hash. Up the middle of the field to the 10, 15, little room, 20, 25, and Michael Ayers will be brought down at the 27, 28-yard line, and that's where Southwest will take over. But right now, Brandon, it took a while to take advantage of those breaks for the Bearcats. That, there was no break there. They just made a very nice play. But they're, now they're up 20 to nothing. Southwest really hasn't had a break. They haven't had good starting field position for most of this football game. And, again, they start inside their own 30.
4: One minute and six seconds ago on the game clock, we were talking about how it was important for Carney High to have a good first possession of the third quarter. Lincoln Southwest needs now to not have a good one, or this game could get away
3: from them. Quarterback draw, Garvin up the middle, big hole, 30-35, lowers the shoulder pad, bounces off a man to the 40, out to the 41-yard line. And a 13-yard gain. Remember, the first two series of the first half, they had a 29- and a 27-yard carry on first down. Here they get their sixth first down on a 13-yard carry by the quarterback Graham Garvin, who now has 50 yards.
4: That's the Garvin that we saw on film. North-south running, taking the ball, being decisive about it, making maybe one cut and going. We didn't see him do that much in the first half. We saw that in spades here, first play of the second half.
3: And now Ells is in there, so let's double-check. Ells is the quarterback, and he'll hand it off on the next play to the 43-yard line. That may have been Ells on that first down carry, Bo Ells in there. I believe you got six and nine sometimes. Uh, they look the same, and I was a little, we were wondering if there would be a change, and Ells is now in there at quarterback, and I think that's where we have to go, that that first carry was Els's. So it's second down and eight. Ells maybe a little bit more of a throwing quarterback. Last week it was the other way around. Ells started, and Garvin came in for him. Out of the shotgun, second and eight at their own 43-yard line. Ells will send a man in motion. Here's a penalty flag, and they're going to go ahead and blow it dead before we even get started. Every time, I believe every time that Southwest has sent the man in motion, it's always Michael Mitchell on the fake jet sweep action. They've only given it to him. Once, In fact, they tried to give it to him once, and that's the fumble that they had on the first possession of the game.
4: And, Doug, you were right to make that correction from six Garvin to nine Ls because number six Garvin is standing at about the 50-yard line, and he has been in the back pocket of the head coach for the last couple of plays because he's just following him around everywhere. So this is a designed quarterback change for Lincoln Southwest trying to get something going here in the second half.
3: With the wind at their back, Second and 13 after the five-yard illegal procedure, and Ells is going to keep it again, but he's hitting the backfield, and he will be dropped. Kuchera got him, but the initial, to- uh, initial breakthrough on the uh, defensive backfield came from Brock Marlett. Brock Marlett did a great
4: job of setting the outside of the defensive line, not to allow anything to get outside his right shoulder, which was the outside of the field. If Ells is able to get around Marlett, Then there's free open running room. But Marlette set the edge of that defense, pushed everything to the inside where there was help.
3: And it sounds like uh, we've got another game, of course, here later on tonight. East and North Star will play next. Third and 13. Ells, it bounces to him. He's in trouble. Roseberry hit him. Can't bring him down. Ells still on his feet. Gets a block. Now has a little room. 40. Got back to the line of scrimmage. And finally tracked down again by Tommy Kuchera to the 43-yard line. A gain of five for Bo Ells. Guess the son of Ross Ells, former Husker assistant, former Hastings College head coach. He's a volunteer assistant here for Coach King, as you heard us talk about him in the pregame. And he was one man away from getting about a 40-yard run after he bounced off and broke about three tackles. He was one man
4: away, but also, again, it was a muffed quarterback center exchange.
3: Fourth and eight, and Ells is the up man, but no fake here. As the punt is away, plenty of wind at the back, and it will be fielded by Gruby at the 14, right side 20, 25 before he's touched, 30. And he'll be thrown down to the ground by Blake Athey at the 32-yard line. So a punt that time of 43 yards, 47 yards, and a return of about 23. And Gruby is slow to get up. He was thrown down to the ground. He was taken off his feet, kind of like a two-point takedown in wrestling. He got the... Double underhook and threw him down to the ground.
4: Some of us watch wrestling and some of us watch wrestling. And I was thinking of a great Hulk Hogan move there. But however you want it, a two-point takedown in wrestling, a Hulk Hogan do-over in wrestling. Either way, Trey Gruby got lifted up off of his feet. The defender rotated his shoulders and body slammed
3: him. And they are taking a look at Gruby now in front of the Lincoln Southwest bench. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. 8.02 to go, third quarter. Kearney 20, Lincoln Southwest, nothing on Classic Hits.
12: I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member.
2: Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power.
3: Well, Trey Gruby is gingerly on his own walking off the field, and it looks like he was just thrown right down on that right knee. So here we go with a first down and 10, Bearcats leading at 20 to nothing. And we want to make a correction here. We had called out Matt Tinkham a couple of times. That's Thad Huber. Wearing number 82 for the Bearcats, and we did not have that information until halftime. Huber made the sack on that fumbled punt at the beginning of the game. Urbanik with his fifth carry in the game straight ahead for minimal yardage, a two-yard gain, five carries, five yards for Noah. Only five carries and five yards and a two-yard gain here, but that was the Noah Urbanic that
4: we know and love. He got the ball and immediately ran directly up the field. He wasn't trying to be cute, wasn't trying to make cuts. That was Noah moving up and down the field to get maximum yardage there.
3: Now we'll see if the offense gets a tad more conservative. We thought if Carney could get that score, and they did it right away.
4: They would slow down a little bit. That they
3: could. Yes. Still a lot of game left. Seven and a half to go third quarter. Stretch player Bonick trying to get to the outside. There's room. 35, 40. First down, 45. Lowers his shoulder. Runs over a Southwest Silverhawk just short of midfield. They'll mark him down. at around the 49, I think they're going to give him all of it. That's a 15-yard gain, and as I look back at last week, Brandon, that is the biggest run, uh, positive run of the year for Kearney High.
4: That is, and Trey Clevenger was a big part of that because he was the wide receiver on the left side of the Carney High offensive formation, and Trey Clevenger was holding up the cornerback there. That allowed Noah to not only get past the line of scrimmage but get into the secondary and make that gain out near midfield.
3: So first and ten, Bearcats. They're eighth of the game out of the pistol. They'll give it to Urbanic again off the left side. Lenners will grab him, but not until he gets into Southwest Territory at the 48. It's going to be a gain of three, second down and seven. What
4: a privilege it must be for Carney High head coach Brandon Kuhl to go, quote-unquote, conservative or coast, as we were talking a little bit about earlier. Now that they're up by three scores... The definition of Carney High going conservative is getting the ball to Noah Urbanic. What kind of a privilege is that for Brandon to have that kind of talent in the backfield?
3: Kyson Schnell, linebacker, had to check out with a helmet problem, so let's see if Carney recognizes that and goes with that little seam pass here on second down and seven at the Silverhawk 48. I formation, nope, they'll just give it to Urbanic right up the middle, and again, the big boys are there to bring him down after a gain to the 45-yard line. We'll give Noah three, and that'll bring up third down and four. This is, this is a great drive for anyone who's a big fan
4: of science and geology because geology is a study of rocks, pressure, and time. And okay, there is hold so on. much. Hold on
3: here. I, I don't know how. I'm, I have tried to not make my audience too intelligent, so be careful.
4: That says a lot <laughs> about the audience of Doug Duda, ladies and gentlemen. But this drive is about pressure and time because. Carney High is not milking the clock for every second. They're not waiting for the back judge to start chopping, although he's chopping now. But in this case, they're taking time off the clock, putting more pressure on Lincoln Southwest.
3: And Carney High not sure what they wanted to do, so they will go ahead and burn a timeout. The first one of the second half, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Member FDIC, six oh nine to go, third quarter. Carney has the ball third and four at the Southwest 45 and leads it 20 to nothing.
11: Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes.
5: Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo
3: County. Again, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the season as we are... Back here at Seacrest Field, three touchdowns for Carney High, brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney, the better bank. One on a one-yard touchdown run, Jake Waller. One on a Waller 20-yard pass to Zach King, and one on a 74-yard pass to Blaschko. The last 54 of that was all Blaschko. Big play here, Doug. Third down and four with the Bearcats. Carney at the 45-yard line of Southwest. Going to try and set up a screen. It's not there. Waller rolls, has some room to the outside. Can he get to the corner? Yes, he can. He just made it. And they'll give him the 41-yard line, which is exactly what he needed. He needed to be on the Southwest side of the 41. The stick is on the Carney side of the 41. And that'll be a five-yard gain for Jake Waller. And good enough to move the sticks. Although they haven't moved them yet, now they will.
4: Brandon Cool has talked so often about the leadership of Jake Waller, and that was a heads up play by a heads up leader because Jake looked at his first receiver, wasn't there. The second receiver was a seam route that has been there in the past. It wasn't there. Jake tucked
3: it, rolled out to the right, and got just enough for a Bearcat first down. 6.01 to go. Halfway through quarter three. 20 to nothing, Cats at the 41 of Southwest. Tie-dye formation. The fullback is Tim Dubry, Dubry and we have a penalty flag. On the snap, looks like motion on Kearney High, and that'll be their fourth penalty of the ball game for 45 yards. Last week, Carney had six penalties in the football game for 43 yards. A lot of those were uh, up on the line of scrimmage. Motion had one offside.
4: One of the concerns that we had coming into this game is whether or not Lincoln Southwest would give up a big play, and they, they haven't given up a big play necessarily, but they've given up a lot of medium plays, a lot of 10 to 15 yarders. And if Carney High can pull off another one or two of those, that may just
3: seal the deal for Carney High. Now first and 15 for the Bearcats. Out of the power eye, Urbonic starts left, cuts right, spins, makes a man miss into the secondary 40, 35, and he's going to pick up a little over 10 yards on the play before he goes down and clearing that hole up. But then coming up a little gimpy here is going to be Andy Mason, and he's going to come off. It looks like he either rolled his ankle or got rolled on.
4: When Carney High watches this game film tomorrow, one of the things they're gonna go back and look at that particular play by Noah Banick. It was a first down and fifteen. He got 11 of those yards on one play because he made three different men miss, put his hand on the ground, and still got two more yards.
3: Second and a short four. Urbanic again hitting the backfield. Lenners tries to strip it, and in there to help make the tackle is going to be Tyler Bergeson. And they'll lose a little yardage on this play. Loss of two, and we'll call it third down and six noah had an open running lane to the right there but unfortunately was
4: looking down because there was a man on the ground directly in front of him so he was looking down at that man getting ready to hurdle him and instead of looking up and moving to the right he was looking down moved
3: to the left into lemmer's arms the key for carney is clock management right now i know jimmy langan would love to hear that term out of the pistol on third down Quick little pass out here to the flat, complete to Clevenger, breaks a tackle inside the 30, down the right sideline, 25, it'll be brought out of bounds at the 22-yard line, a 15-yard reception for the junior, Trey Clevenger, and we've mentioned his name a couple of times. That's the first completed ball since the 74-yarder. Of course, Trey getting all his talent from his mother, Jill, 440 to go here in quarter number three.
4: Trey Clevenger did a great job of selling that route because So many times when Noah Urbanic was running the ball, Trey Clevenger was faking his man out by hitch-and-go routes. In that case, it was a hitch, a go, but a stop and a plant, and he was wide open. Nobody was within seven yards of him when he caught the ball.
3: First and ten at the 22, back under center, Waller. Pitch player, Bonick, slowly trying to get to the outside. He's going to have to do it on his own, and he breaks one tackle, and then there's four more green jerseys to bring him down at the 24. Going to lose a couple, and that's... Kind of one thing that Noah's going to learn this year uh, where most of his career he's been at the level where he can outrun kids or hit the hole. He's not going to be able to do a lot of dancing this year.
4: You can almost see the wheels turning in his mind. Do I plant here and turn up field? or do I push it to the outside? And in this case, he decided to go to the outside. To his credit,
3: though, he stayed in bounds. Clock still keeps running. Second and 12, back to pass, looking for the tight end. Waller rolling, 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 now throws to the end zone and out of bounds, incomplete. It was a safety throwaway. He did have Zach Blashko standing at the pylon on the near side of the southwest sideline, but just wanted to make sure that he didn't take the sack or throw a pick. It's third down and 12.
4: Jake Waller made a fantastic decision there because he was coming off of his first receiver, which was the tight end in another one of those seam routes. Lincoln Southwest has made some adjustments at halftime. That seam route over the middle is no longer there. As he rolled out, you could see him go to a second receiver who was covered in front and behind. He went to his third receiver, and he threw it up where if the receiver was going to catch it, that it would be... A safe catch, but in that case, the receiver wasn't seven feet tall.
3: Carney late getting the play in, but they will get it off. Third and 12. a uh, Fly padded to the end zone, getting behind the defender. Jump ball, trying to get it to Blaschko, and it bounces off his shoulder pad. And incomplete. Austin Gutierrez had the coverage, but Blaschko still down on the ground. I think he feels that he should have caught that football. Now he's looking back into the sun a little bit. And there was a defender had his hands up in his face, but I don't think the defender touched it. It just bounced off the padding of Blasco.
4: Waller threw that ball off of his back foot, which normally is not the thing you want to do, especially into the wind. But in that case, it was exactly where the ball needed to be because it allowed it to float enough. Blasco originally was not in position. The ball floated just enough. Blasco had an opportunity to catch the ball, but a combination of the
3: sun and a defender in his face, he just couldn't hold on. Well, Carney's going to line up for a 42-yard field goal attempt into the wind. I'm guessing maybe Pooch punt. We'll find out. But if he kicks it in the end zone, it'll still be at the 20. They're going to try it. goen has got enough leg. It's floating. It's floating. And it is just wide to the right, barely wide to the right. The 42-yard field goal is no good. So the kicking game has been just a tad off, usually a strength for the Bearcats. 3.47 to go, third quarter, Carney 20. Southwest nothing here on Classic Hits. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics
5: Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in
3: Kearney. As we come back to action, Ells wants to go back to pass. Wide open over the middle is Mitchell. He hauls it in at the 45 and brought down at the Carney 49-yard line, a 31-yard pass play from Bo Ells, who came into quarterback here the second half.
4: Carney high just couldn't get set coming out of the timeout. Immediately after the white hat blew the whistle and the ball was ready for play, Lincoln Southwest snapped the ball. Carney High just didn't have time to get their defense set,
3: and as a result, the receiver was wide open. So Southwest finally back in Bearcat territory, needing to get something going here out of the shotgun Ls. He'll send Mitchell in motion, get it to him on the jet sweep from right to left. It's strung out, and he's going to get a yard before being brought down by Tommy Kuchera. Kuchera's having a whale of game today for the Bearcats.
4: He is, and also number five, Trey Gruby. At number 29, Parker Wright. Again, they're not going to get credit for the tackle on this play, but both of those guys were coming from the inside of the defense, moving to the outside. They strung that play out because originally when the running back had the ball, he had room to run. But because Gruby and Parker were coming from the inside out, strung that play out and
3: allowed Kuchero to make that tackle. So it'll be second down and nine. Ells takes the snap. The lefty looks to the right and some miscommunication over Lenners and moving up the field was Hunter Douse, so flat-out miscommunication. That ball was to an area, and no one was in that area.
4: Miscommunication, but also as soon as Lenners, who was coming off of the right side tight end position, he went five yards straight forward, turned to his right, and immediately he flinched
3: because by doing that, he's looking now directly into the sun. He couldn't see the ball. Third down and nine after the nice first down pass completion from Boells to Mitchell at the Carney 48. Out of the shotgun, they'll run read option to the right side, hand it off to Hartwig, strung out again, and he's going to be hit for a loss behind the line of scrimmage. Who again? Trey. Tommy
4: Kuchera and Trey Gruby. And Trey Gruby was there. Tommy Kuchera hit him upstairs. Trey Gruby took out his legs underneath him. And a combination of those two young men, They are starting to take over this game on the
3: defensive side of the ball for the Bearcats. I am shocked at the success for Braden Hartwig tonight. Great game last week. 121 yards. Yeah, 29 after one carry, 38 after two, 47 after four. Now, now he has 10 carries for 46 yards. And Southwest has to punt again from midfield. The boot is away. Kearney will take it at the 12-yard line. Right side, 15, 20, Harris, 25, penalty flag, out to the 30, and the flag's back at the 18. This is going to come back. So Groovy was not back there that time. Harris on the return, and Carney's going to have their worst starting field position of the football game. A 38-yard punt, but a good punt because Carney High will end up inside their own ten. And we haven't had the opportunity to hear the Silverhawk band play a whole lot uh, since the pregame and a little, of course, during halftime. But a couple of things are happening for them, but they still have zero on the scoreboard. One of the things that we in Carney are always privileged to have is an
4: outstanding crowd that shows up at Foster Field and Cove Stadium for all Carney High football games. The crowd here, the home crowd for Lincoln Southwest, is maybe a quarter of what you would see at an average Kearney High football game.
3: And, again, I think they follow the. You know, if, if you're 8-0, if you're, if you're a top-four team, top-five team, they're all over you. But And being a relatively new
4: school, they don't have an alumni base. They don't have nope. all of those people that have been here for decades and the generations of families that follow a particular school.
3: Afternoon start, they'll just play it by ear. So the ball back now at the 8-yard uh, line. An 8-yard penalty, and they will put... Waller under center. Looks like a blitz is coming here from southwest. They hand it to Urbanik. He'll come over the right side. They try to strip the ball. He does a great job of holding on. He gets to the 10 and shoved backwards. But Will Bax, all he was trying to do was rip that ball out of there. Interesting
4: that... Lincoln Southwest was bringing a blitz to the left side of the Carney High line, and they ran it to the right side. That was part of the design of the play. But Carney High just got lucky. Instead of what could have been a three-yard loss, they ended up getting two yards out of it. So credit the right side of the Carney High line and Noah Urbanic for putting his head down.
3: As you said, they were trying to strip, not allowing them to get the ball. Blitzing from the Leonard's side because they figure two guys are going to be on him and have a mismatch number-wise. Out of the pistol, they'll hand it to Noah again. Comes to the short side, and it'll be run out of bounds near the 15-yard line. In fact, they'll give him that favorable spot, a gain of five for Noah. So it'll be third down and a long three here for Cardi High with... 103 to go in the third quarter, Carney 20, Lincoln Southwest nothing. Carney has scored in each quarter, including a minute into the second half where it was a 74-yard touchdown reception from Zach Blasco as he was able to get behind the defender and take it the last 50 on his own. Blasco with his first touchdown of this season. On third down and three, Pistol, they want to throw, rolling left, Waller set in the pocket, good job, they'll fire it down the field, and it is caught at the 40-yard line by Brock Marlette, and it'll be brought down at the 46, a near hold on the left end of the offensive line, but they didn't throw it, keeping Lenners out of the backfield, and a big gain on the play, and a flag at the end of it might be for a face mask, which would put it into Silverhawk territory, that is a gain of 30 on the pass if it holds.
4: That was a phenomenal throw by Jake Waller. One of the things that we didn't see him do a lot last week versus Grand Island was as he was rolling out, he didn't do always a good job of setting his speed and throwing. Every single time now that he's gotten to the edge, edge he has set up and thrown the ball. This penalty, Doug, is going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct against Carney High because as Marlatt came up, off of the dog pile there were two guys on top of him he came up spun the ball on the ground and shook his fist as if to say yeah all right way to go and the referees did
3: not like his reaction to that play despite getting tackled by two men nonetheless it'll be a 30-yard completion it'll be a 15-yard penalty it'll still be first it'll still be first down in 10 and the, on the clock the dead ball still foul. rolls yeah the clock as you said yeah the clock rolls they can get more offense now <laughs> 70 yards away, 45 Not seconds Not exactly to what go. the head
4: coach has in mind when he wants his uh, players to get good
3: offensive stats here. Plus, Southwest will be forced to go into the wind in the fourth quarter. Eye formation, turn, it to Urbanic off the left side, and he'll get a yard, maybe two, out to the 37. I want to make sure that that's Noah again uh, there, keeping him busy. No, they are going to go to the backup, and that is Nate Berg is in at running back right now for Carney High.
4: What a compliment to Nate Berg because this is a portion of the game where the game's not over yet. Carney High can feel comfortable with an asterisk. They can feel comfortable to a point. Normally that ball would have gone to Noah, but in this case Nate Berg gets some quality playing time. Only two yards, but honestly he looked like Noah running that ball. He did a good job of getting
3: straight up the field with his head down. Well, and with a favorable start of the play clock, they only had to run one play there with about 40 seconds on the clock, and that'll be the end of the third quarter of play. Carney will have it second and eight at their own 32 with the fourth quarter starting. Kearney 20, Lincoln Southwest nothing. You're listening to High School Football on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Welcome back to Seacrest Field. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett, with you here on this Friday afternoon. Carney High will play North Platte back at home next week. They do have another afternoon game down here at Seacrest midway through the season. For Lincoln Southwest, they go to Omaha Northwest, which should be a winnable game. But then Millard North and the two Papillion schools the next three weeks. Tough sledding at the end of the at the end of the season for the Bearcats. So right now it'll be Carney second and eight at their own thirty-two. Waller under center, out of the I formation. A little delayed handoff for Bonick after a short rest. He'll run into the pile off the right side and get two out to the 34. I now have Noah with 47 yards, and after having four carries for three yards in the first half, he carried it nine times for 42 yards in the third quarter. One and the, they are changing their offense after getting that early score.
4: One of the things about Carney High is they're starting to slow the game down. They're starting to be that old Washington Redskins hog offensive line type offense where everything is three yards in a cloud of dust. That's
3: exactly what they need right now. So third and six here. They'll throw the ball with the wind at their back. Waller all kinds of time wants to throw it deep. It's going to be a jump ball situation. There's contact and pass interference. It did not allow Alex Harris to even go up for it. Contact was made down at the 30-yard line, and Carney's going to get a fresh set of downs. Second pass interference against Southwest.
4: Alex Harris did a phenomenal job that time of keeping his distance from the defender, and that's kind of that's a kind way of saying that he was pushing, the defender was pushing, both of them went up, but at the, as the ball was coming down, the defender was doing the most pushing.
3: Mark King trying to plead his case over here, saying that there was no way they were going to catch that ball anyway. Nonetheless, four penalties, 40 yards, two on pass interference. Carney has had a little penalty problem tonight, six for 68, three major penalties of 15 yards. But here it'll be first down number 12 for Carney. six already in this half. 20 to nothing, first and 10 at their own, 49, 11.16 to go. When we're done, we'll wrap it all up with the Buffalo County Farm Bureau wrap-up report. And Craig Eckert will have the call of Elm Creek, Perkins County, pregame at 7 or right when we're done. Straight up the middle, Urbanic into southwest territory. He'll take it inside the 47-yard line, a gain of 4 on the play.
4: Noah is going to get credit for four yards on a first down play, but the credit really goes to the right side of the offensive line for the Bearcats because they opened up a hole that you could have run through.
3: Not very fast, but yes,
4: that I hole run from, yeah. that hole was there. That hole wasn't there in the first quarter. It wasn't there in the second quarter. It wasn't there even early in the third. Those holes on the especially the right side of the offensive line for the Bearcats are opening up, and they
3: weren't earlier. Following Roseberry and Low, they'll hand it to Urbanic right side again. Tough. Going here, just a couple inside the 45. They'll give him the 44-yard line, and it will make it third down and three, and a gain of three on the carry for Noah Urbanic. Let's take a look at our Platte River Prep scoreboard. You can follow along at platteriverpreps.com. Grand Island is also in Lincoln tonight to take on uh, Southeast, and so uh, they've got football going on here uh, in Class B. Alliance at Aurora, Northwest at McCook, Waverly at York. Radio games, Scotts Bluff at Hastings, Sydney at Adams Central when it comes to teams in the area. Right now, third and three, short pass, wide open in the flat, and it's just under thrown. Trying to get it to Grooby, may have been fingernail deflected at the line of scrimmage.
4: For all the credit that we've given to the Carney High Bearcat defensive line for getting their hands up when they can't get to the quarterback, credit in this case has to go to the left side of the Silverhawks defensive line. And in that case, number five, Blake Athey, had his hands up. He was coming from a defensive backs position.
3: He had his hands up, forcing Waller to throw that ball high. That made the incompletion. Cannon Coster, the punter, fourth and three at the 44 Southwest. His job here, simple. Pounded into the end zone again. But this one off the left foot would be returnable. Bounces at the 20. Mitchell will get out of the way, and it doesn't take much of a bounce. It just kind of dies inside the 15 at the 13-yard line. That's even better than kicking it into the end zone. That's a 31-yard punt, the first punt tonight for the Bearcats that hasn't resulted in a touchback.
4: And it's like a touchback plus 7 yards. So in this case, ball spotted on the 13-yard line. For Lincoln Southwest to do anything with it, they have to go the full length of the field. I was
3: under the impression that there would be no math here today.
4: We've talked about math, we've talked about
3: geology, history. We can talk about the uh, history of rock and roll if you want to. <laughs> well, Southwest, 9.50 to go if they're fortunate three possessions, so they've got to score on them all. Els, back at it. quarterback, simply turns and hands it off to Braden Hartwig, who has not been much of a factor lately, but he gets a few here. Across the 15 and out to about the 18-yard line, maybe even give him the 19, it's going to be a gain
4: of six. Interesting play call, and again, that's the reason we're up here and the coaches are down there, but yet two receivers to the right of the formation, two receivers to the left, Hartwig in the backfield, and it was a designed handoff. So instead of being down three scores with
3: 921 and counting remaining in the game, they chose not to pass but to run. Five men on the line, and here they come. Low snap. Ells avoids the rush, throws it out here in the flat, though, but incomplete because on the right side, Zach Blasco was coming, unblocked. The low snap. Ells picked his head up and just took one step because that's all he could do, and Zach ran right by him, but then under threw the receiver out in the flat. I'm not saying.
4: I'm just saying pressure and time, and in this case, you had Kuchera coming up the middle, putting that pressure, disrupting the time on Lincoln Southwest. Forcing the incompletion.
3: Other games tonight in the area C1, Gothenburg all the way out at Mitchell, St. Paul at Broken Bow, Minden at Cozad, Central Catholic down the road at Milford Dorchester, Central Cities at Ord, Lakeviews at Boone Central, Newman Grove, and what should be a heck of a ball game. And of course, Carney Catholic hosting Ogallala. Pregame just underway on ESPN 1460. Third and five, Southwest at their own 18. Ells out of the pistol, low snap again, left-handed throw out here and a nice catch made by Mitchell. First down, 25-30, and three Bearcats tracking him out of bounds at the 35-36-yard line, an 18-yard completion and a first down here for the Silverhawks. That
4: speaks to the athletic ability of Bo Ells because, again, another muffed quarter-center exchange on the snap. Ells had to go down, pick the ball up off the carpet, he was still able to get his feet set in time. The ball was a little high. It went
3: to Mitchell's hands, but still the timing was just a little off there. Twins right, Leonard still in to block. They'll finally hand it off to Hartwig. Stretch play, chase down from behind. Tommy Kuchera drops in behind the line of scrimmage again. What we thought was an advantage for Southwest early on, Brandon, in their speed has been negated here. Carney. Changed it early, and again, uh, I hate to harp on poor Braden Hartwig, but it just has been a non-factor since the first quarter. He loses two here. He's got 50 total yards in the game and had 38 after his first two carries. Second down and 12 at the 34, L's a quick one to the sideline. First completion to Justin Holm. The sophomore falls down immediately at the 38. A short gain of four, brings up third down and eight.
4: Doug, I want to go back to that other play that that, – First down play where Kearney High forced Lincoln Southwest into a three yard loss. Tate Gillen, number 80, made that play because as they were executing the zone read, you had the quarterback and the running back. Actually, both of them held on to the ball for about four steps each. Tate Gillen blew that play up at the point of attack, forcing the quarterback to hand it off to the running back. And by then, you had the outside pursuit coming. Tate Gillen's not going to get credit for it. But again, he made that play happen two plays ago.
3: Third and eight. L's on the roll. Now tucks it up and runs. Has a lane. Has the first down and more. He might go the distance. 50, 40, 30. Lincoln Southwest is on the board with 743 remaining in the football game. 62-yard run by Boells on third down at eight. The dangerous part about having a mobile quarterback
4: is if you can hold on to the ball long enough, and as you said, if you can find that lane, what it allows you to do is find the defenders that have gotten out of their own lanes. So instead of everybody breaking off and having their own zone assignments, everyone now is a free-for-all because he made a pump fake on a throw That got the linebacker to hold his place, and then he tucked it, and he's fast enough. He outran three
3: defenders to get to the corner pylon for the score. He about did it on their first possession of the second half. Now the extra point coming up. Snap, kick, it's up, and it is Stonachik, and good. So hold on. It's not over yet. The big play for Lincoln Southwest, 7.43 to go in a game. Carney 20, Southwest 7. Back with more high school football in a minute on Classic Hits. Nebraska
5: weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Kearney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. Hi, this
1: is Charlie Tuna. Mornings and weekends here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM with a message for Carney High alumni. And yes, I'm one of them. The Carney High School All-Class Reunion is set for the weekend of September 11th through the 13th. I've been asked to be the MC for the Saturday Night Banquet and I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you there. Join us for golf, a 5K run, tours, Carney High football game and social, plus a lot more. Call 308-698-8030 to learn more or to register. And we'll see you there the weekend of September 11th through the 13th.
3: Well, Bo Ells, who had a rough going last week and was pulled as the quarterback against Lincoln Southeast, starts the second half after they pulled Graham Garvin. He's looked good. He's thrown for 53 yards. He's now run for 70 yards and a touchdown. And Lucas El to kick it off. And it is going to be a squib. But before they can kick it, we have whistles. Carney covered what was a weak onside kick. Zach King inside the 10 yards there covered it going to have offsides against the Silverhawks. And the coach is out there talking to the staff. Did we get offsides or did we get timeout? Because I do not see yellow. And now, of course, the official saying, get off the field. You didn't call timeout. So the official spots the ball. Wouldn't be the first time this evening we've had a do-over. On the 40. So the penalty against Carney. And they'll line up to do it again.
4: Well, number 84 for the Silverhawks was a half step beyond the 40-yard line when they kicked it the first time. So that's what I thought the stoppage was for. Evidently,
3: they must have better hurry. They're not going to kick this kick. That's going to be delay a game. Yep, delay a game. That's what they were talking about when the official said, this isn't a timeout, get off the field. So he said, you know what, forget it. I mark it. We wind the clock. They broke the huddle with 16 seconds. And when Had the you been under judge, center, they'd have snapped it. The kid took off to kick it with two seconds. He just didn't get to the ball in time. And when the back judge starts chopping, you've got five
4: seconds to get the play off. We don't have an actual play. We, well, we do at this facility. Normally, we don't have a play clock, so you have to pay attention to what the back judge is doing. When he starts that five-second chop, you've got to go. Lincoln Southwest just missed it.
3: Well, now what are they doing? They've marked off a 10-yard penalty. A 10-yard penalty for delay of game? And I think the official is confused because it was at the 40 before, and now they'll move it back to the 35. So he's thinking it's always at the 35, but he forgot that Carney had a 5-yard penalty. Now Lincoln Southwest has a 5-yard penalty. So we'll put those down on the playbook, but do they even count? (laughs) We're right back where we started. We'll
4: have to talk to our own uh, statistician department about that. How's your statistics budget there,
3: Douglas? Doing well for you? I got 37 cents left. Yay. Now do they kick the onside kick? They don't have to. 7.43 left, and Carney kind of knows what's coming. And it's just going to be a pooch kick. And Groovy runs over there and watches it bounce, and it's going to not get out of bounds. He's got to pick it up at the 6 and make the best of it. Lowers his shoulder 10, gets to the 12. What a bad break for Carney. And the man that Groovy ran over is down for Southwest. I think the Southwest kid just kind of figured that the ball was going out of bounds, and he wasn't really squared up to make contact shoulder to shoulder, and Southwest has got a man down at the 10. Groovy ran all the way from the Southwest sideline to the Carney sideline. First he thought it's going to go into the end zone. Then it kicks near the sidelines. Okay, it's going to roll out of bounds, and And just dies at the 6. It just dies, so he's got to pick it up. He returns it to the 13, so... A good scenario for Southwest, but great job by Grooby. Good awareness of what to do there and makes the most of it. The Carney High Rowdy
4: section theme for this evening's game is superheroes. You see a lot of students across the way in Batman, Superman costumes. Trey Grooby has been the superhero for tonight's game for Carney High because he has done so many little things. And in this case, he made the best out of a bad situation. As you said, the ball was doinking toward the sideline. Yes, I use that word. Dwinking toward the sideline. It was going to go out of bounds, and then, as you said, it died. So he had to do something with it. It's a live ball. He picks it up. He makes two steps, lowers his
3: shoulder, and only now is that injured Silverhawk coming off the field. must be easier to get Superman gear because uh, out of the rowdies over there, 75% wearing Superman. There's a couple that have Batman. One I Robin. Credit, I give credit, and that's a female, so I'll give credit to the young lady for wearing the Robin, oh, Robin out here and coming off the field is going to be Alex Sowers, the six two junior and they're going to have to take a look at that left shoulder. And Carney now, 731 to go. Now you just cannot afford to make a mistake. We talked about scoring on the first possession of the second half. They did. Now they've got to hang on to the ball. Get a first down here, and you're going to be in good shape. But they start at their own 13, up 20-7 to 7 with 731 to go in the game. Under center again is Waller. Heavy count, and he draws Lincoln Southwest off sides. You don't expect that on first down, and a great job there by the coaches telling Waller, use the hard count, because Southwest, with a little momentum, we're inside the 15, they're chomping at the bit. After uh, getting the touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney, and now a five-yard offside. That's the third penalty of the fourth quarter the nose on guard.
4: Southwest. The nose guard there, Jordan Pollock, the man standing directly
3: over the ball, is the one
4: that flinched when Jake made that hard count.
3: First and five at the 18, Waller hands it to Urbanik. Weaves his way through the hole, comes right up over center, has room across the 20, 25, and out to the 27-yard line, a first down on a gain of nine. One of those things
4: we're going to have to talk to our statistics department about, Doug, is manufacturing a way for us to track yards after contact because Noah Urbanic had contact at the line of scrimmage, fell forward for a gain of seven. All of that was after he first made contact. He drug two
3: defenders with him when he came to the ground. Well, last week, this week, 90% 90% of Urbanic's yards this year are going to be after contact. Yes. They just are. Yes. First and 10, though, Bearcats, their 13th first down of the game. A little unbalanced backfield here with a halfback right side. They'll give it to Urbanic, trying to follow that halfback, and nothing there. Southwest gets to him in the backfield. Going to be a loss back to about the 26, maybe only a loss of one that time for Noah. And again, unofficially, 62 yards for Noah. Most of that is uh, 59 of it here in the second half.
4: The defensive back there for Lincoln Southwest, number 10, Parker Davis, he did a great job of making a tackle or making the tackle on Noah Urbani. The problem is, is that Noah is so strong and so dedicated of a runner, he ran over the person tackling him. So number 10 is going to get credit in the statistics for making
3: the tackle, but it cost him. It is second down 11, give it to Noah again. Hole out the right side, 30, 35, cuts outside, first down 40. The last man available brings him down at the 43-yard line in Austin Gutierrez, and a nice gain on the play of 16 yards for Urbanic.
4: In two plays, we have seen what Noah Urbanic can do for this team and for this Carney High program. Two plays ago, he ran over someone who made the tackle. And in this case, he got the ball, immediately ran upfield, outran a defender who took a poor angle on the inside. The inside linebacker did not have a good angle. That
3: allowed Noah to get past him into the defensive secondary. First and ten at their own 42, but a fresh set of downs here up 20-7 to with 6.20 to go. Twins to the right, nobody to the left. Again, a hard count, but not enough. Flinching, but not across the line of scrimmage. Flags on the play as they hand it off over the right side. Expect a hold here, and now a late flag comes in, whether that's just to confirm the hold or whether we'll see a second penalty on the run by Nate Berg as he moves it from the 42 to the 43. And a holding penalty obviously
4: is never a good thing for the offense. And unfortunately, it's even more hurtful for the Bearcats because the Carney High Bearcats, again, the right side of that offensive line had such a line surge. Noah was three yards deep into the defense before he made contact with anyone. Carney High is moving Lincoln Southwest back three yards off the ball before there's ever any contact. By the defense.
3: And a couple of men down here very slow to get up. Kyson Schnell who came out earlier and maybe a quick cramp there on Parker Davis. I believe Parker cramped up real quick. They went out and stretched his leg about twice and now he's limping off the field. And uh, waiting to see. I think they're just going to call a five yard There were two penalties looks like offsetting on that. Yes. So offsetting penalties we'll just redo it again and it actually hurts southwest because you do get to run the clock again and Carney can waste another or use another 20 seconds here as we take under 6 minutes to go in the game 20 to 7 Bearcats first and 10 at their own 42 same set twins right eye formation and they'll hand it off to Urbanic runs right up over the back of his right tackle Thomas Lowe and falls forward to the 45 yard line it's going to be a gain On the play of three, give him four as he stretches it across the 45-yard line to the 46. And Berg, excuse me, Berg did stay in there, so Berg gets credit for it. Although I see Urbanic out there right now, I think it was Noah. The PA man may have been off on that one, or I may have been incorrect. A public address announcer? Make Never. a mistake. Nonetheless, it's a four-yard gain here for the Bearcats. I always blame the spotter. Second and six at the 46 of the Bearcats. Turn, hand it off. It is Urbanic in the backfield. Lowers his shoulders, gets under the defender, and gets back to the line of scrimmage. There's no gain there, but instead of losing two, he got back to the line of scrimmage. The tackle made by Wilbax. It'll be third down and five.
4: We've talked about it before, about this second half being a factor of pressure and time. And in this case, Lincoln Southwest realizes that number 700 Dowes was walking up from his free safety position. He came up in run support. He was the first one to make contact on Noah. Now they're starting to walk the defense up. Right now, they've
3: got 10 guys within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. Bubble right, a first down here, could do it, rolling to his right. Waller throws against his body, and it's almost intercepted in and out of the hands of Hunter Douse, throwing back against the grain that time, trying to get it to Parker Wright. And Brandon Cool, I'm sure, will come right up to Jake and say, don't ever do that again, especially in this situation. Jake trying to make a play. If they complete it, I think that pretty much does it for the game. But now, 4.34 to go, and Carney will have to punt it. Waller still has been pretty effective. Very uh, not effective. quite as effective because they haven't thrown the ball here in the second half as much. He is three out of seven, but well over 100 yards in the touchdown. So here's Koster to punt it, high snap, but he has it. The left footer twirls it back there. They'll let it go, bounces at the 10 and into the end zone, but that's just fine. A 53-yard punt, no chance of a return, and Southwest has started about 60 to 70% of their possessions right at their own 20. They'll do it again, all their timeouts, 427 to go, down 20 to 7. Bearcats have been consistent with one score in each quarter. Uh, It looked in the first couple of drives that they were in for a long, long day, but they recovered a fumble. Ty Roseberry recovering a fumble on the first possession for Lincoln Southwest, and they stepped up and stuffed Southwest on a fourth and one in Bearcat territory, able to sack the punter, and then finally scored and went up 20 to nothing. Ells out of the pistol, drops back, rolls out the lefty to his right, throws it out here, well-covered, incomplete, trying to get it to douse. And on the coverage that time, For the Bearcats, again, was Parker Wright, second down and 10. I have Ells right now, three for six for 53 yards. He also had the 62-yard touchdown run on the last possession, the only score so far for the Silverhawks. Parker Wright did a lot
4: of things right there in that he did a lot of things correctly because as Dows was coming out and making his break, Parker didn't allow him to get his feet set because the coverage was so tight. That threw off the spacing of that play, which threw off the timing. That's what forced that incompletion.
3: Second and 10 low snap. Els is going to take it up the middle, gets to the 20, and takes a couple of Bearcats close to the 23-yard line. So we'll give him credit for three, but it's third and long, third and seven. Doug Duda, Ren Bennett's with you here in the Nebraska-Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska-Land National Bank, member FDIC, 20-7 to 7 Bearcats, under four minutes to go. Carney
4: High has done so many things right in this second half. They've kept responding every time Lincoln Southwest starts to put something together, whether that's a drive, even as a result of the bad call, or a couple of plays. They need about three more of those right here.
3: Third and eight, L's out of the pocket, rolling, being chased by a Roseberry, and... At the line of scrimmage, knows he can't run, so he throws it over the middle, and he finds Lenners. 40, 45, 50, and into Bearcat territory at the 48. Ells' scrambling ability gets him 30 and keeps him alive.
4: That is a play that I don't know that you and I could draw in the dirt any better than the way Ells and Lenners connected on that play because at one point in time, Ls spun himself around completely, 360 degrees from where he was originally going, And then saw Lenners coming across the field. And that was one of those things, just Nick Lenners being Nick Lenners. He's that kind of an athlete, realized his quarterback was in
3: trouble, came back to him, and bailed him out on third down. I think Bo's going to start next week. He's got time in a pocket now all day. Finally, just because he wants to, sprints out of there and runs. Has the first down and more at the 40. Makes the man miss 35, 30, 25, 20, all the way home. And it is a seven-point game. A 48-yard touchdown run for Bo Ells, his second of the quarter. 20 to 13, and now an all-important extra point with 3-11 to go.
4: Doug, at the beginning of the game, I talked about the big plays were going to be important for Lincoln Southwest. My intention for establishing that point was to talk about them not giving up the big plays. Lincoln Southwest has scored on two big plays, and in this case, it was Bo Ells outrunning two defenders. Both of them for Carney High had the angle but Bo Ells kicked it into an afterburner gear that we haven't
3: seen except for two plays both of those plays were touchdowns and that was not supposed to be a designed rollout that was in the pocket forever the secondary did their job they did it too good stagic extra point kick is on the way and it is good and with 3-11 to go in this football game hold Kearney, the press conference Doug Carney 20. And Silverhawks of Southwest 14, you're listening to High School Football on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. to go in the ball game. That's enough time that Southwest doesn't have to use the onside kick because they still have their three timeouts. They thought about it and kind of tried it, but there was a penalty, and then there was another penalty the last time. They just said, forget it. We're going to kick it off. And just when we were about ready for Kearney to celebrate, remember, they were one play away. It was third and seven inside the 25-yard line. They complete the pass. Then a couple of uh, plays later, the long run. Then they scramble around here on third and eight, complete the pass to Lenners. And two plays later, gone for the touchdown. So let's see what Lucas Zelnio will do here for Southwest.
4: I had made the comment uh, about two minutes ago that Carney High needed three more plays to end this game. And unfortunately, Lincoln Southwest has made the three plays. Carney High. They'll kick it
3: off. Waller fumbles it into the end zone. He's got to bring it out. Nobody to block. Five, seven yard line. Carney sat up for the onside kick. Southwest didn't kick it, and the Bearcats are stuffed inside their own ten. By the way, every touchdown tonight that has been brought to you by Five Points Bank has been a long one. Yes. Not much inside the Platte Valley Auto zone of Carney red zone. And now Carney again has to be careful. They- Got to get a first down here, first and ten at their own nine.
4: And let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here, Doug. All Carney High needs to do is get three and a half yards every single play. That'll get them to third down. That'll chew up the clock. That'll get them a first down and then another first down. Carney High has to go back to what got them
3: the victory in the third quarter and the first part of the fourth quarter bunch to the short side right. Waller in the shotgun takes it. He's going to run it himself to the right side, gets to the 10 down the sideline, 15 and slides down in bounds, but they're going to call the play dead. Waller slid down in bounds. And rear they end, stopped the clock.
4: His rear end stopped at the white tick mark on the sideline. He came down in bounds. He slid intentionally to stop the clock that was a phenomenal play call you had trips to the right you had another wide receiver on beyond that you had a bunch there and that allowed Jake Waller to have maximum protection as he rolled out to the right side he slid down
3: and they stopped the clock and not even the best spot again of five second and five at the 14 yard line same formation bunch right shotgun Waller same play Waller trying to get to the edge, and he will get to the 16, 17, and they will force him down and out of bounds again. Waller trying to stay in, but that time he was bounced around a little bit, and they won't give him much of a gain, maybe three to the 17-yard line. So they're on, they're on pace here for your three-and-a-half yards. It'll be third down and a long one. What they
4: need to do is run that exact same play a third time because the first time they ran it, they got six. They were only credited for five. Different formation. Will they quarterback
3: sneak? Third and a long one. Quarterback sneak, Waller, and he comes through for the first down. He got past everybody. His body was a half yard beyond the defensive line out to the 22, and that's a gain of four on the quarterback sneak. And a first down, a crucial first down here for the Bearcats.
4: It doesn't take you long, Doug, to understand why Brandon Cool is such a big fan of Jake Waller. He t- talks constantly about his leadership and his resiliency. And in that case, most of the time on a quarterback sneak, the quarterback makes contact with his offensive line, churns a couple times, and then
3: goes down. Jake Waller kept his legs moving. Coach Cool telling Waller to use as much clock as he can down to five seconds. Fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, right side hole, 25, 30, first down, Carney High out to the 34-yard line, a gain of 12, Southwest needing to gamble. They missed it that time. They're going to have to use their timeouts now on defense, a gain of 12 for Waller. Doug,
4: so many times we've talked about the right side of the Carney High, Bear, High Bearcat offensive line. The center's Christian Geiser, the right guard's Ty Roseberry, and the right tackle's number 77, Thomas Lowe. So many times we've talked about the holes they're opening up. That's exactly where Jake Waller has run
3: the last four plays, to the right side of the offensive line. Lenners, defensively, is at the other side. A fake on the counter, Waller again, room on the right side, 40, close to the first down again. I think they'll mark him just short, which could be a benefit because it'll be second and one, and Southwest will have to burn a timeout. Again, a nine here. For Carney High, who looked like and was one play away from putting this game away 20 to nothing. But then a 62 and 48 yard touchdown runs by Bo Ells. And all of a sudden, they're a bad extra point away. 20 to 14, Bearcats. And now the clock is running. They stopped it because they thought it might have been a first down. There was no timeout. So the Bearcats will run it under 140 here. Waller under center on second down and one. Jake straight ahead, following his right guard. Roseberry has the first down and more. Another four-yard gain for Jake Waller. 135 remains in the contest. And Kearney starting this at their own nine, and now Southwest has to use their first timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Member FDIC. 135 remains in our game. Kearney 20, Lincoln Southwest 14. Don't forget, coming up next here on Classic Hits, we'll have the season opener for the Elm Creek Buffaloes as they welcome in Perkins County. Pre-game will begin right after our New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We'll hear from the coaches, Carly Wells and Jace Doolin. Craig Ecker will have the call tonight from Elm Creek. Kickoff is at 7.30. One thirty-five remains here. Carney 20, Lincoln Southwest 14. Bearcats just got a first down at their own 47-yard line, resulting in a Silverhawk timeout. Now out of the shotgun, Waller. He's just going to keep it. Penalty flags on the play.
4: Everybody in this stadium knew where that play was going to go, including the coaching staff and the players. Just a half a second before the ball was snapped, Lincoln Southwest shifted to the left side of their defensive line to shoot the gap on the right side of Carney High. There was still a wide
3: open hole. And now Mark King wants the clock reset. And so the official is going to come over to the sideline and say we should have 151. That's a lot.
4: It was not 18 seconds that came off there. I'm sorry, 16
3: seconds. It's at 135 right now. And Carney will face a first and 15 at their 42. I don't think they did anything to the clock.
4: No, they didn't. They left it at 135. Maybe two
3: seconds, maybe two seconds put on the clock. First and 15, clock stopped 135. Waller out of the shotgun, fakes the handoff to robotic right side and room, 45-50, 45-40, and Waller's going to take it all the way to the three, the two. He hit the pylon. They're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the three-yard line. Waller just couldn't quite take it all the way home.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, when Carney High gets back in town, one of the things that's going to be the talk of the town for Carney High is how at the end of this game, everyone in Seacrest Field knew where that play was going. They knew who the ball carrier was going to be. They knew what the play was. Lincoln Southwest was shifting to that side. Carney High still had a hat on a hat, a man on a man, and then Jake Waller at about the 40-yard line hit his
3: afterburner and outran almost everybody to the end zone. The safety ran him down. It'll be first and goal at the three in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. Platte Valley Auto of Kearney, when you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. And Coach Cool now wants to talk it over with his boys. He might even be considering just not scoring. Uh but southwest, southwest has before. southwest has two timeouts compared you could run 40 seconds off but you can't run it all off i don't think and so we'll see what coach cool wants to do here but now jake waller 115 yards rushing noah urbanic 83 yards rushing remember in the first half carney had 12 carries for 12 yards and now they are right at 200 yards on the ground with 188 here in the second half. They've hardly thrown the ball. uh, Five attempts in the third quarter and two incompletions here in the fourth quarter for Waller, who is also over 200 yards passing. So after 150 yards-ish last week, the Bearcats are going to go over 400 tonight.
4: I think this timeout, as much as anything, was just to give Jake Waller a break because here we are deep into the fourth quarter. The game is almost over. He just had the run of his varsity life. And he came up slow. He is, his hands were on his hips. And then he actually bent over, put his hands on his knees. Jake Waller just needed a brief, a brief breather
3: here so that he could reset himself for this next play. First and goal at the three. They line up in the I formation. Waller turns. urbanic right side. He's hit. Keeps his feet. Dives forward. Close to the goal line. And he's just short. Inside the one. A gain of two there for Noah Urbanic. Second and goal at the half-yard line. Again, and a timeout will be called here by Lincoln Southwest because they just don't have another option. Stopping the clock, 111 to go, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. We'll keep it here again as soon as we're done. A quick wrap-up of the stats uh, and our New West post-game show, then we'll swing it over to Elm Creek for Elm Creek and Perkins County. Craig Eckert standing by there. But one other thing I uh, just kind of wanted to mention, and we've touched on it a lot and you just did with Ty Roseberry and Thomas Lowe, but they've also lined up over on the right side. Brock Marlett, Tommy Crucera has been over there. He has been close to the MVP of the football game tonight. He's been all over the place, especially on defense. You've also had Alex Harris out there as the wide receiver. He comes crashing down to take on uh, the, the either the backer or just get his defensive back out of the way. So don't uh, leave those two guys out of what they've been doing on that right side.
4: This is sweeping thunder right all the way because everyone knows it's going to go to the right side. Carney High is running to that right side, and they're blowing everyone off. Now, the last time that we were in this position, ball inside the one-yard line, a quarterback sneak. I'm willing to bet your house
3: on it, Doug. We're going to see something like that again here. I would think so. Right behind him is debris. He'll probably help him into the end zone. Second and goal inside the one. Waller takes the snap hands it to Urbanic, and Noah's into the end zone, and he'll get a touchdown with 108 to go, maybe just rewarding the young man for his great night.
4: That's the reason we're up here, and Brandon Cool gets paid the big bucks to be down there. But, yes, you're right, absolutely. Noah Urbanic started off the evening a little slow, and as the game has gone on, he's gotten better. As everyone else is getting tired, he's gotten more energized. That's a nice way to reward a young
3: man, getting him, I believe that's his first touchdown this year. Yeah, last year it was Harris with or last week it was Harris with the reception and the pick six. Today Waller has one, Kuchera has one, Blasco has one, and now Urbanic and going to try and add the extra point. And it's blocked blocked so southwest staying in there and it looks like it was braden hartwig coming through lenners opened up the hole so the pat is blocked and uh that's still something that carney is going to have to work on we'll take a final time out here with the score carney 26 and lincoln southwest 14 that touchdown brought to you by five points bank in carney the better bank Good to Brandon Bennett's coming up, the new West sports medicine postgame show as Carney gets ready to kick it away with going. 108 to go, 26-14 Carney, and then we'll have Elm Creek, Perkins County, Carney Catholic, Ogallala just underway on ESPN 1460 from Miles Field. And going, not going to give Southwest a chance to return it, kicks it into the end zone. And, and, Brandon, this is big. I talked about it at the end of last week. You're going in. Now I know the kids are still going to practice, and Labor Day isn't going to mean much to these guys because that's just the way it is. But you're still going into a long weekend with no school. You don't want to start 0-2, go into this long weekend, and then wonder, with North Platte getting better every year, if it's going to be close next week. And congratulations, North Platte getting the win last week. But Carney High, a lot better vibe going into next week, especially if this would have got away, giving it up in the fourth quarter, as they almost did. L's to take the snap, down by 12, back to pass, Jumps off a screen to the tight end, Lenners. There's only one Bearcat there. He runs by him to the 25-30. Tripped up at the 31-yard line. Out of all of that, they just get 11 out of the play, but it is enough for the 10th first down. One minute to go.
4: Lincoln Southwest has a tough road to hoe. They may not be able to do it, but expect a, expect a good effort out of them. Unfortunately, they're not exactly hustling around here, and I realize the clock isn't going to start until the ball is spotted, but still... We've got about seven, now eight seconds that have ticked off the clock.
3: L stares down his receiver out here in the flat to Hunter Dowse, and he steps out of bounds at the 37-yard line. That is a gain of six, stopping the clock with 46 seconds to go. That was a good, sure tackle and a push out of bounds by number 29, Parker Wright. Parker realized
4: that he was a man on an island there, so he had Dowse, and the best thing to do was to wrap him up and start driving him toward the sideline here. And now we've got one, two. Two defenders here in the Carney High defensive backfield that are starting to stretch their calves a little bit. So we're going to see if they can hold on here for the next 46 seconds and not cramp too bad. Six defensive
3: backs, two linebackers, L's quick slant, and it's right through the hands of Mike Mitchell. as a well-thrown ball at the 50. Mitchell might have been able to split the defensive backs and take it all the way. He would have at least gotten to the 45.
4: Mike Mitchell is a large receiver. He is 6'2", weighs 212 pounds, and... He had that seam route. He had both hands on the ball. But the problem is, is while his hands were on the ball, his eyes were looking over his left shoulder down the field. He didn't look the ball into his hands, didn't look the his hands into his chest. That's the reason where third and third three down.
3: trips to the left. Ells rolls that way, throws it underneath. Wide open, complete 50. And down to the 45, Dowson into the 43-yard line. That's a gain of 19 more. And all Southwest has to think about now is scoring with about 11 or more seconds left on the clock so that they at least have the opportunity at an onside and a Hail Mary. So they got about 25 seconds and one timeout to play with. They're set to go. Clock rolls. L's one step. Throws it over to Mitchell. It's picked off! And that's your football game. Ryan Koski intercepts the ball at the 25. The third turnover of the night for Southwest. But You had to take the chance, and Kearney, with 30 seconds to go, up by 12.
4: Doug, I just mentioned it. The reason that for the Silverhawks, number four, Mike Mitchell didn't catch the ball in the seam route was because he didn't look the ball into his hands and his hands into his his chest. On the other hand, Ryan Koski saw that ball floating up in the air, and the whole time you could look at him, follow his eyes into the cradle of his stomach, He wasn't going to let that ball go, and as
3: soon as he secured the ball, he just went down. Smart move for Mr. Koski. Carney in victory formation takes a knee and in the essence of time, we will begin our New West sports medicine and orthopedic surgery post game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Carney High will not have to take another snap and the Bearcats jump out to a 20 to nothing lead and then hold on to defeat Lincoln Southwest 26 to 14. Both teams are now one and one on the season with Southwest traveling to Omaha Northwest and Kearney hosting North Platte next week. And Brandon, key points of this football game. Key points from
4: the beginning, Doug. We talked about how it was important whether or not Kearney can get its run game going. At the beginning of the game, Carney High did not have a run game. But they ended the game with a tremendous run game and especially that, Deal breaker, that back breaker that Jake Waller had, that 50 some odd yard run he had around the right side, when the whole stadium and in the entire Lincoln Southwest defensive line knew that he was going to their left, he still outran everybody. So, whether or not Carney can get its run game going, Carney did. Carney wins that aspect. Whether or not Lincoln Southwest will give up the big play. Lincoln Southwest did give up a big play. That play from Waller, the 50-some-odd yard run that got them down to the three-yard line that resulted in their last touchdown, that was a huge play because had Lincoln Southwest been able to stop Carney High, they would, have, they would have had a real shot to tie or even win this game. And then finally, whether or not special teams will be special, Carney High still has some work to do, especially on the field goal and the, and the um, PAT offering, but in this case it didn't make that big of a deal for the final result of the game. And honestly, Doug, in one word, if I were to sum up the, this game in one word, it would be response. I am so proud, and we all in Kearney should be so proud of the way that the Bearcats responded from everything. They had a heartbreaking loss last week at home versus Grand Island in the rivalry game. They responded and they rebounded from the first two plays, a 20-some-odd-yard run and a 20, I believe, 9-yard run to start the play for Lincoln Southwest. Came out, punched Carney in the mouth. Kearney responded from that. Carney High also responded from the bad call. It should have been first and goal for the Bearcats at the six-yard line. It ended up being not only Lincoln Southwest football, but they also got two first downs as a result of that. Carney High responded. And then finally, after that second long run from Bo Ells, he got into to the end zone, and then Waller muffed that return and ended up with Carney High on the seven-yard line. Folks may not have realized that Carney High's final drive of the game was a 90 three-yard touchdown drive that ended with Noah Urbanic going into the end zone.
3: Uh, keyed by a 55-yard run from Jake Waller. And here are your unofficial final stats as we have them tonight. Leading the way for Lincoln Southwest was Braden Hartwig, uh, 12 for 50, until Bo Ells came in and took off in the fourth quarter. Ells, six carries, 121 yards and two touchdowns, including a 62- and 48-yard run, which were the two scores tonight. Mike Mitchell, two carries, one yard. Nick Lenners, two carries, 17 yards. The quarterback in the first half, Graham Garvin, four carries, for 37 yards. I had Southwest for 26 carries for 226 yards. You can't take away the two big runs, but that makes the yard per carry a lot different in this game. Through the air, in the first half, Graham Garvin was just 2 of 10 for 17 yards, no picks, no touchdowns. And then through the air, Bo Ells, 7 of 12. He had no touchdowns and interception on that last heave of the football game, 119 yards. So as a team, they were 9 of 22, one pick, no touchdowns, 136 through the air, 226 on the ground, 362 yards for Lincoln Southwest, but they had a couple turnovers that hurt them, 11 first downs, punted the ball six times for an average of around 40 and six penalties for 50 yards. For Kearney High tonight, the leading rusher was Jake Waller, 17 carries, 115 yards, and the one-yard quarterback sneak, Noah Urbanik, 23 carries with 19 of those in the second half for 86 yards. 83 of those came in the second half, including a touchdown. Nate Berg, one carry, two yards. Trey Gruby, one carry, negative three. So Carney ended up running it 42 times. 30 of those were in the second half. They were 12 for 12 yards in the first half, 30 for 248 yards in the second half.